Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. And then Shibata comes back with Chapin fucking. That's a tremendous conversation. And Rich Crage. I live a horrible existence, so. All right, stop. Triple A. Very hard on yourself just for never yeah. being on a boat. I mean, uh, well, I, you know, why don't I know anybody who owns a boat? And we are live here on the flagship podcast. I'm Rich Crage. He is the king of banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? Fired up, ready for a big time show. Ready yeah, so I, well, so here I got. I have a conundrum that I want you to try to solve, and maybe the listeners can try to solve as well. Are you, are you down for that? And then we'll talk wrestling. They can't solve anything. Uh, well, we'll see. Hopefully, they can because I need this conundrum solved. So, all right, bunch of dopes. Here's anyway. the scenario. <laughs> Jesus, I for I, for the record, listeners, I want you to help me on this, and I believe you're smart, and you guys can help me on this. So, so don't let me down, though. Joe obviously thinks very low of you guys. I very highly of you guys, but okay. So here's the conundrum. Nurse and I, we used to do a Halloween party all the time. For years and years and years, we'd host a Halloween party at a rural department or whatever. We moved to this new house, and we did it one time or whatever, and then we, we stopped doing it. And then obviously last year was COVID and yada, yada, yada. So she has the idea this year, let's do a Halloween party. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like To me, I don't really care. It's not that big of a deal to me. They're fun. You know, they're fun, but hosting a party. You're a man who doesn't seem like he enjoys hosting parties. Is that, is that a correct assumption on my behalf? I'd rather jump in a pit of fire. <laughs> I figure. I figure that's what you would rather do. So um, so I'm like, yeah, all right, fine, cool. So like, I, I start asking a bunch of my friends and a bunch of people, and everyone's like, yeah, sure, yeah. No. So we get, we get a good amount, amount of people that are, are down to come to this Halloween party. I get a text probably about 24 hours later saying, did you invite people to the Halloween party already? And I said, yeah. And she goes, I worked that day. Don't do that. Like, tell them, tell them it's off. And I got friends that are like, oh, it's been, oh man, it's so great. We haven't done that in forever. <laughs> like, I, I love, I can't wait to do the Halloween party again. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, I can't let these people down. Like, these people are, are excited about this party again. So I have to go along with the party. I think I have to do it. She's going to come after work and, and, and hang out for a little bit or whatever. So that's fine. The party is happening. It's not that big of a deal. It's fine. I can handle it. It's okay. The problem, though, is, and, and this is where I need your help and, and potentially the listener's help, I have no idea what sort of quote-unquote costume to be, Joe. She usually thinks of that. You know what I mean? She thinks of some cutesy little thing or thinks, hey, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I give absolutely zero thought to what quote-unquote costume I'm going to wear for this party. Well, she doesn't give a shit. She's going to come home as a nurse that's taking care of COVID patients still two years later. That's the, all the horror that she's going to bring home is, is, is that somehow COVID's still a thing and she has to deal with it on a daily basis now. Uh, that's what she's going to bring. That'll be her costume is, is exhausted nurse. Um... I have no idea what I'm going to be. I have no idea what cops going to be. And, and that's why I wanted to ask you, Joe Lanza, not necessarily for tips on how adult Joe, like what adult Joe would do for cops. Because, like, I, I can't 
even fathom the last time that you wore a quote-unquote Halloween costume. Am I also correct in assuming that that hasn't happened in quite a while? Probably 2000. That's sooner than I thought. Okay. 2000, I want to say three. That's a lot sooner than I thought. Okay, so what were you in 2003? Um, I got dragged to a Halloween party <laughs> with a girlfriend, and she was Little Red Riding Hood, and I was the wolf. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I approved of that because, number one, it was like a slutty Little Red Riding Hood. Well, of course, so. it's, it's Halloween, so whatever you are, it is a slutty version of whatever that is, so yeah. <laughs> it was basically lingerie, but hey, I'm Little Red Riding <laughs> This is, yeah. okay, so that's why I was curious, because you hate a lot of holidays, and you hate a lot of fun things and stuff, because it, it's just you, but Halloween, like, no. you, gotta, you gotta enjoy Halloween, right? I don't have any beef with Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's great. Halloween's good. Um, the ladies, approve- the ladies of the world, congratulations! You guys do a tremendous job on Halloween. Uh, they, all of yeah, you. listen, yeah, you keep being. We, we do, and this you, is my conundrum. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, whatever she wants to do, whatever thing, I'm like, cool. You do it. This is your holiday, ladies. You just tell me what you want me to do or where you want me to be or whatever. And now I'm in this conundrum where she doesn't give a shit, and I'm stuck here. So I don't have a little Red Riding Hood. I can't just be a wolf because then I'm just a wolf. You know. And that's stupid. You could just be the wolf. Why not? I could just be the American wolf. I could just be Davy Richards. I didn't think of that. Uh, mm. Okay. Eh. No? Um, <laughs> you don't think that'll go over at the party? I enjoyed that costume because I was able to wear, like, the mask the whole time. Yes. Yeah. And so, that, I, I do kind of, so, when I'm going to, like, a rogue party where I don't know a lot of people, the mask is solid. You know what I mean? But this is, like, a party at my house. So the mask is going to be tough because people are going to want me to say stuff and and and, and do stuff and and the mask I might thought, be tough. Uh, your, your story confused me because, as usual, you're a motor mouth and you talk ten thousand miles per hour. <laughs> you said you couldn't host the party. No, but no, then, no, 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 no. I said I am hosting the party. I'm saying the nurse said host this party, so I hosted the party, and then she oh, said, so "Oh, I can't come." No, no, no. Well, she's no. <laughs> she screwed up the date. I'm she fine. She screwed up the date. Yes. All right. Well, someone screwed up the date. Someone screwed up the date, and, and 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 I was informed by the nurse invite people to the Halloween party, and then I was informed 24 hours later, oh, don't invite people to the Halloween party. I actually worked that day. Well, she's got to call out of work. <laughs> Not that this easy. was her idea. Not that easy. I I I, I mentioned that, but uh, she didn't seem to. Okay. Well, then you that. need to tell these people to hit the bricks. There's no party. Oh man, they're pretty excited though. Well, I mean, you know. I think there's some listeners. There's some listeners here that are, I think are attending as well. So they're going to be a little upset. Well, not anymore because now there's no more party. You need, to, <laughs> you need to step up and say, look, she screwed up the date. Blame her. There's no party. Plus, she's going to come home covered in COVID. I mean, that's not ideal, right? Not I mean, great. No, not great. I don't want to breathe off of those scrubs if I'm trying to have a good time at a party. And she's, and she's bringing home – she's like – She's covered in, in, you know, the outbreak virus when she comes in. I yeah, don't Delta. There's just Delta that. everywhere. Whatever new variants are out there. Yeah, she's got it all yeah, over for sure. I don't want her Delta. She better, you know, do that whole spray down thing they do in the, <laughs> the fucking hospitals before she comes home. Because she's going to – this is going to cause another outbreak in Chicago when she comes home covered in the virus. This is just a bad idea all around. So I, I don't have a costume suggestion for you. I have a – cancel the party suggestion interesting for you okay and put all of the blame where it belongs <laughs> on the nurse <laughs> on the nurse who clearly um 
screwed up the dates here. At least that's how you're framing it. She's not here to defend herself, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get the story <laughs> okay. done in the next 10 minutes or so. and then uh... She's going to come storming in the room any second now. <laughs> right, you got about 10 minutes to continue this story, and then, uh, then we'll move on to something much... Uh... And we're going to find out it's your fault. <laughs> That the date got screwed up. It's even, not. I assure you. Even it's if not. it's her fault, we're gonna find. Yeah. Out oh no doubt. Fault. No. Yeah. I, it's my fault for inviting people after she told me to invite people. That that for sure. That's how that's gonna play she, out. How do you? Why do you invite people so soon? I was like, well, I didn't, like, you you were just following directions. I was. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, Rich, everyone in your life makes things difficult for you. Uh, Tugging my collar. Yeah, and, um, and my anxious personality doesn't love yeah. that. So that's. You know, so now you got this party coming over and, uh, you know, I, I, listen, I, I, I don't think there's any reason why you can't cancel this thing. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't, that's my suggestion, but, but I, me canceling the party, all of my friends and people I know would expect that kind of behavior out of me. You might not be the kind of guy with the right kind of energy who could just cancel the party. And that's exactly it. The the it's it's probably too late to do it. I just sent around like a hey, who's all coming message like two days ago. Because you know me. I'm not about to cancel this party and disappoint people because I'm th- I would just think the entire time, oh my god, I'm disappointing all these people that wanted to come to my party. That's all if no if people didn't tell me they were excited, I would just be like, Hey guys, can't do it. But everyone's like, Oh, awesome, and like I don't want to let those people down. So now yeah, I'm kinda caught between a rock and a hard place here that that i i need wow. to do this and and uh so we're getting some suggestions in the chat room i i, I in the no dopes chat room obviously if you're a if you're a patreon member ten dollar subscriber you can get the live flagships every single week uh apple picker was one which is is good how do you dress up as an apple picker? i'm not i just me and then i have an apple in my hand maybe i guess so well that's easy you bring maybe you should do that that's not bad the fiend griffin wants me to be the fiend i'm not i'd have to buy the mask though that's a pretty expensive mask right Oh yeah, they rip those those dorks off when they sell them that shit. So I'm sure it's very expensive to have like that fiend master with yeah. teeth. I need the I need the five thousand dollar belt too. So <laughs> that ridiculous belt that they were selling. Yeah. Uh, J pop brings up a good one that unfortunately would just not. It, it would work for if if this Halloween party consisted of listeners to the show, I would wear this costume. But unfortunately, it doesn't. Uh, even though there might be a listener or two at this party, it doesn't consist only of those people. So uh, J pop says stalker Ichikawa. For the costume, because that's not bad. You could do that pretty easily. All you need is a trident. That's what I mean. You go to Spirit Halloween, buy a trident, you're good to go. A little face paint, a little white face paint, and you're good to go. So that's yeah. not bad. The problem, though, is how do I explain that I'm who or what a stalker Ishikawa is to people at this party? There, there are like significant others that are coming to this party, and that's that's going to be tough. Well, you see, he's a comedy wrestler in Japan, <laughs> right? Dragon Gate. It's... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, not that's gonna be tough. It's not a, a J-pop, not a bad idea though. That is a quick for anybody listening. Quick uh, idea: Stalker Chicago is not a bad one, not a bad one. And uh, as long as you don't want people to ask you what you are, if you want no attention, uh, I don't know if that's a good one. Uh, we had two it's Johnny Appleseeds back to back. Two Johnny Appleseeds. Yeah, but no one knows what he looks like. You'll be explaining. Yeah, it when I see Johnny Appleseed, I, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Johnny Appleseed. But then I'm also thinking, I have no idea what Johnny Appleseed looks like. Like, it sounds like a good suggestion, but what is? I don't here. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll have to do a quick little look. What is? I'll just go get one of those novelty Richard Nixon masks. Or something, <laughs> Richard just, Nixon. Do they still walk. sell the same presidents? Because I, I feel like my entire life it was only like Richard Nixon and uh, and Bill Clinton were like the only two masks yeah. you could purchase. But. Just walk around doing the peace sign, saying I am not a crook. And, <laughs> right. 
you know, and, and, and it's topical for 2021 to be Richard Nixon. So, you know, just, just fucking do that. It's Ooh, oh, okay, so Johnny Appleseed, I forget, he's got the pan on his head. He's got, like, the copper pan on his head. I, who, know, who would know that? <laughs> I don't who would know. know that? I don't know. Why would anyone know that? I don't know that. Uh, Danny You're says I got a Dragon Lee mask. Uh, I guess I could wear Danny's Dragon Lee mask, but again, you know. I have an ultimate. I have a uh, an ultimate dragon mask around here. I could probably wear if I need to. Um, Carlito suit sells me to go as Carlito, which could work too, uh, except for the spitting apples at people might be a little. Uh, I got a COVID nurse coming home, and then I'm spitting apples at people. I don't know if that's. Why don't you do what every teen on my block does? That's too old. To <laughs> Just wear a hoodie. <laughs> Just put on like a football jersey and say you're a football player. Right. I'm Brian Urlacher. <laughs> That's I'm, yeah. you know. <laughs> that Brian Urlacher reference is about as timely as my Richard Nixon. That's reference. every kid. Every kid that I grew still? up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, still to this you retired day. retired a decade ago. I know. Because you know what happens is, and here's exactly what happens. Teenage kid says, dad, I need a, I need a costume. I got to go out. Or the kid goes out and he's wearing a hoodie. And his dad goes, ah, you gotta wear, you gotta wear something. Need something. Need yeah, something. and then dad goes into his closet, and dad, of yeah. course, has a Brian Urlacher jersey. Right. And, and that, unfortunately, is why, yeah, everybody, every kid that comes to my house is still rocking, you know, an XL Brian Urlacher jersey from, you know, 2003 or something, so. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it, 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 and I've, I've, I've asked the kid once before, and they're like, ah, oh, it's my dad's, you know, <laughs> like, they don't care. But they're definitely walking out, dad goes, ah, oh, no, 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 gets out of his chair, you know, dad's in his chair. It goes, ah, you gotta, you gotta wear something. You gotta put something on. So, um, those assholes don't get the full size bar. I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have our discussion next week about the, the Halloween candy. Yeah. But yeah, that's a tough. And it, it I, I don't know about you in your area, but it's been growing. And like my area, there was like a lot of kids last year, and a lot of them were just rocking like a hoodie with like a hat. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> that's not gonna work, man. You can't, can't wear a hoodie and a White Sox hat and be like, this is my costume. <laughs> it's like, that's what you look like normally. You gotta on. give them something, because you don't want your house egged. Or yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, these kids so, are, yeah, they could all kick my ass, too. There's way more of them than there is me, so, you know. it's Yeah, you get the old toilet paper in the front tree. <laughs> right, so they get yeah. something, but yeah, you're right. I I tell them, uh, take one or two pieces, you know, and then the, the cool kids that have a lot of good costumes, they can take, you know, a whole handful or whatever, because... Right. You got the shitty basket for the shitty kids, and you've got <laughs> right. the full size bar for the for the cute little kids, you know. But the the teenagers and the hoodies, no, they get the fucking smarties and the, you know. Well, uh, I get it bad too because I, I live right across from a, a a school, and a lot of kids will just leave from school and they just come, but they're just wearing what they wore to school, and I'm like, it's not just you don't just ring doorbell. It's like that's not the I, I don't know what universe you live in. You got to try something, man. You got to do something. You don't just ring doorbells and get stuff. Yeah, there's a trick part of this treat, you know? Right. <laughs> like, there's got to be something. And I get, if you want to just throw a mask, if you want to put a screen mask on, fine. You've at least put the screen mask on. You've tried. You've given some effort here. You what can't just roll up there? in a, a flannel button-up and go, ding-dong. <laughs> no, you don't just get candy because <laughs> you came to my house. Flannel button-up, like it's 1993. <laughs> Maybe they're Eddie Vedder. I don't know. Right, that's true. Um, I, didn't, I didn't ask him, so... <laughs> Uh, what about the novelty Richard Nixon mask? It's a classic. It's, you know, it's, just... you know it, it's high on the list. I will tell you. Uh, everybody keeps going apples here. William Tell. Uh, Warren Taylor says Orange Cassidy. Unfortunately, I am about 90% positive one of my friends is going as Orange Cassidy, so I can't do that. So, Well, then why can't you go as Stalker Ichikawa? Well, see, it's, I think it's a lot easier to explain who Orange Cassidy is. You're right. There's no reason not to do that. 
Yeah, actually, on second thought, I think another friend is coming to Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I, I probably could just pull off the stalker of Chicago. Why don't point. you just tell these people to beat it and you're not having a party? <laughs> I mean, I got you out of this already. You did. Yeah. You did. But I've gotten myself deeper. As, only, as, as I've been more apprehensive to actually having the party, I've gotten myself in deeper. Because instead of a week ago saying, hey, guys, the nurse is working, so we're just not going to have the party. I said, uh, hey, guys, uh, the nurse isn't going to be there, but like, I'll still have the party if you guys want me to have the party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sort of like classic rich behavior and then everybody was like oh yeah no we'll still come and i was like ah, fuck like, i was really hoping everybody would say oh no you know what that's fine but all these dopes said no no i'll come i'll still come so well you have to handle refreshments and i would have to handle all that yeah passing out condoms and all that you still got to handle all that stuff excuse me i said handle refreshments and <laughs> the second part no <laughs> i'm not uh, i don't think it's gonna be one of those well, it's a party parties. i just figured people it's not one of those parties no yeah i don't no. think Nobody's hooking up part. at this party. Um, eh, I mean, maybe, but probably not. You're not gonna have to uh, chase people out of your bedroom. <laughs> I finger, don't getting, think so. Yeah. Finger blasted on your bed. You're not. I would certainly hope not. Happen. I mean, I guess that'd be a great party if that did. If it did come to that, that'd be pretty cool. But I, I'm guessing no. I'm guessing like me and my dork friends and their unfortunate significant others are gonna be sitting out in my deck and they'll be talking about wrestling and. Oh, yeah. I thought people would be. You know. No, split. I don't think any of my parties really get. Uh, I th- I figured there'd be a lot of devil's lettuce and people getting finger blasted on the porch and <laughs> what do you, think I you know you're if like, the nurse was there yeah but she's not gonna be there so you know you go into your bedroom and you're like Jim what I tell you about <laughs> get out of here <laughs> classic Jim Jim once again you know every party's in here with you know two knuckles deep you know I figured I don't know maybe yeah that's no the no no there's there's also a nurse party that's gonna be happening at my uh, my house in a couple days as well yeah. A gaggle of nurses are going to be coming over, so that should be a... Oh, well, see? Then, look, I told you, you better have them prophylactics hands. <laughs> that party, I, you know, that party, um, I don't know. We'll see. That, that could get a little... I've, listen, I've watched a lot of uh, pornographic films in my day, and nurses seem to be very frisky. <laughs> they so do, yeah. I've, I, I would... If you ever watch Grey's Anatomy, there's, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of uh, they don't around, do anything so... but fuck on that show. Yeah, so, <laughs> every time they're know. in an elevator, it's just immediate... Uh... <laughs> Everybody in that hospital is just fucking each other. So, I listen... Uh, word to the wise, my friend. Yeah, uh, one funky, so. uh, one funky, one funky note. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Uh, says fuck it, Pee Wee Herman. And and I will admit that at one point in my life, I did dress up as Pee Wee Herman, but I was like four, and I don't think that'll fit me anymore. And I think a Pee Wee Herman outfit has a different connotation than uh, than it did when I was four, or maybe it didn't. I don't know. When did when did he uh, get outed as kind of a weirdo? Um, he got caught beating off in an adult movie theater. Right, which... right, right. I mean, if you're going to go to an adult movie theater, isn't the whole point to beat <laughs> I figure, off? I figure, yeah. I mean, I didn't really, you know, the, the only reason it was funny is because it was Pee Wee Because it was Pee Wee Herman, yeah. Child, and, child, yeah. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I don't have any ill feelings towards Pee Wee Herman for that little transcription. Yeah, I guess there. there's probably, I mean, no. given given what's happened in Hollywood, I, I guess that's one of the better. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, listen, you know. Better than, my, better than a Kevin Spacey costume. So, exactly, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to hang around adult movie theaters, you kind of have to expect your feet to stick to the floor, right? I mean, it's just – that's what happens there, I would presume. I mean, do, I don't even know if I can locate an adult movie. Like, do those even – like, are they real? Yeah, like, I don't – so when I, was in, uh, when I was in Portland, we, we stumbled upon one. And it the only reason we knew – 
No, it was it was it appeared to be closed. So I don't know. I don't know if it was. It's one of those things that like you look at it and you're like, I can't tell if this has been closed for five years or it's just closed for the night. You know what I mean? It, it had cages. It had, but like, I, I mean, an adult movie theater would probably have the same things to kind of keep people. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, <laughs> did you say cages? Yeah, it had like it had like cage wiring to like lock the doors. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, like, I thought you meant like, oh, okay, never mind. No, 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 no. I know what you're. Get your head out of here. Never but uh, no, so we were walking by, and 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 Michelle, you know, the, the the nurse is like, "Oh wow, that's a that's a crazy looking movie theater over there. That's really small. That's a cool looking movie theater." <laughs> and she said, "I wonder if they're still showing movies." I said, "I think that's a porn theater." She goes, "Well, how do you know that?" And I was like, "I was reading the titles of the movies. And I was like, have you heard of any of those movies?'" Well, I mean, and it I was like she- it was like deep attraction, and like you know, like. Deep attraction. Uh, yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was like, but then that's the thing. They weren't like good. But I guess that's probably the current state of like porn theater movies, no. right? No. Don't you ever look on your cable guide at the porn movies? They're not called Deep Attraction, Rich. They're called like, you know, Busty Milfs. <laughs> oh, they just get right to it these days? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, geez. Don't make me pull. All right. We're going to have to do Joe Reed's okay, cable right, guide. Okay. All right. That's again. fine. But no, I think with the, yeah. So, well, but can a movie theater, can an adult movie theater, play Busty Milfs 7 and put that Why on the marquee. That, listen, that's the that's the current market, you know? Okay. I mean, what, what else are they going to play? That's that's what's hot. Sexy Stepmoms 47. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what did you say? Hot attraction? That sounds <laughs> It was like fatal. Uh, no, it was like it was like yeah, like what was it? It was like native attraction or something. I don't know even know what it was. It was it was strange. Yeah, it was it was an odd Again, this theater may have been closed since 1984. I, I, I can't be certain of that. So, I got to say, it sounds awful, whatever it was. <laughs> it, didn't look, it did not look like oh, a place no. you want, want to go. So, Yeah, I can't find my porn channels. Obviously, I haven't been paying for them because I don't even know what numbers they are. But every now and then, I come across these. Because, uh, I mean, why would you pay for porn on your TV? I, that, 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 how, did, how does this even, how does that business sustain itself? I don't understand how. that in the uh, the roadside uh, ones. I, I understand that you know maybe you know some truckers or whatever would, would need it, but other than that, who's who's like pulling off on the yeah, side of the road to? They have phones, don't they? I mean, that's what I mean. Couldn't you just like pull off into the shoulder and <laughs> get your phone ready to go? So I, yeah, yeah. but they're all there. There's a lot of them still. Yeah, I, I drive in Indiana, and they're they're all over the place in Indiana. Oh, so. Okay, Rich. Here's the current selections on the on the porn. All channel. right, yeah. What do you got for me? Um. Airing right now on the Reality Kings channel. Ooh, okay. We have Down on Their Luck Latinas Need a Ride. On okay. the Penthouse channel, we have stacked 18-year-olds stretched and satisfied. <laughs> so they just get right to it. They don't... This is what I'm saying, Rich. Yeah, they... I, I kind of respect... You know, I don't respect that. I respect the game of, like, trying to make... Like, I respect the Cinemax game. Where you make it sound like it's a movie, a real movie... But in actuality, it's just, you know, a, a point. This, what was it? Sexy Latinas need stretching? Like, that's not, come on. Freshman co-ed orgies, colon, don't stop till we're all sticky. See, this is what we're dealing with here. Oh, They're just, See, that's boring, it, it, though, right? That's kind of boring. I mean, I don't know what you're into. I'm not what, are the, gonna... what are the stories of those? What are, what's, what's the narrative here? Well, I'm glad you asked because there's descriptions on every one of them. So <laughs> I don't know. If we... Okay, fine. Go ahead. On freshman co-ed orgies, don't stop till we're all sticky. It says. Oh, dear God. 
they're young, they're hot, and they want nothing more than to get into a big sweaty pile and oh, that's lazy. That's lazy. That's really Youthful lazy. Inexperience and reckless sexual experimentation leads to the hottest group sex you've ever seen. So there you go. Yeah, that's boring. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's others here that I'm not going to read. <laughs> Please it's not don't. The third yeah. hour, <laughs> right. but uh, yeah, they they get way more descriptive than that. Um, Broke and vulnerable, adventurous, eager to please Latinas get lucky in a chance meeting and catch a ride in a car on a hung stud's lap. So that's down on their luck. Latinas need a ride. Airing right now on the reality. You see now, okay, so now that that's not bad. Well, it's a bit of a story there, It's right? a bit of a story, a bit of a narrative. Yeah, you got to get, you know, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Right, you know, I get how a, a porn website would maybe not need, you know, but but I feel like if you're going to produce a quote-unquote porno movie, you got to, you know, you got to give me something here. You need a little psychology. There's got to be a writer's room, yeah, yeah, where they're thinking, all right, so how do the sexy Latinas get stretched? Like, what are we going to do? And, and yeah, I think you got to at least think of something, right? I want to hear Rich say sexy Latinas get stretched. <laughs> I will never say that ever oh. again. So. You, I felt the embarrassment in your voice. I'm so just, ashamed that I said that. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. You, you, you know, your mother listens to this show, and this is like the first half hour. Yeah, so this is the part she listens this. to, which is horrifying. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> so Katsuro Shibata came back, Joe. <laughs> you have helped me in no way with this Halloween thing. The dopey yeah. listeners barely helped. They just give me a bunch of Apple jokes. So I don't know what I am. Forget it. Richard Nixon, Joe. I think you Richard actually know Nixon what you did it perfect. Richard Nixon that. novelty mask. You've got to do the two piece signs. Yeah. and you got to shake, and you got to go. All right, I'm not a crook. All I wonder, is there better? I wonder if there's like, is there like, uh, do they sell all like random president masks? Because I'm thinking like a good, like a Jimmy Carter or something like that would be, f- you know, somebody that they're like, why are you, <laughs> why are you Gerald Ford? Like, you know <laughs> I what I mean? Would, like. I don't think anyone would recognize Joe. That's what I mean. They're like, so who are you supposed to be? You're like, you're just a random old dude. I'm like, no, I'm, J- I'm Gerald Ford. They're like, Come oh. on, I'm, I'm Miller Fillmore. I mean, <laughs> right? I, James how are you Tyler. not I'm James Tyler. Come on. Yeah. James K. Polk? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because, like, you know, the Richard Nixon's like, oh, yeah, it's Richard Nixon or whatever. And, like, you know. Yeah, I, got, he made the Gadsden purchase. How do we not know what I'm trying to go for here? Right, <laughs> right exactly. Martin Van Buren. Like, come on. Yeah, well, he's got those mutton chops. Yeah, right, right, right. There's yeah, a lot of cool, yeah, because there's a lot of like, you know, some of these old presidents have some fun looks to them. So they, they'd be some pretty good, uh, you know, William Howard Taft with the the handlebar mustache. You know, there's some. Didn't he die in the bathtub? Uh, I, yes, I think he was the bathtub or guy. Something like yes. that, or got stuck in a bathtub or yes, something. I believe there's a lot funny. of William Howard Taft lore out there. So. <laughs> Do you read this <laughs> William Howard Taft lore? <laughs> I. Uh, but yeah, that's what you, I think you should go with novelty president yep. mask. Warren G. Harding and show any up. Yeah. yeah. Any any yeah, the more obscure the better. Yeah. But read up on their Wikipedia first. So I know, ask. yeah, so I can challenge people and, and, and know everything about, you know, William McKinley if 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 I'm asked. So Right, and you and you act like they're the crazy ones. <laughs> right. Teapot Dome? <laughs> no? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Warren Harding, Teapot. I can't believe you don't understand this. All right, fine. Yeah, Whatever. League of Nations? No? Okay. <laughs> little culture in your life would be good, but, <laughs> right, you know, you right. do you. I mean, I understand that you're Borat, but I'm a little more, you know, yeah, sophisticated right, right, here. Right, right, right. Yeah. Are people still doing Borat or? Um, we the nurse and I had a discussion about Borat on, on an episode of Fired Up recently. If that if now Borat is so far gone that it can come back again, 
Because there was that um, new Borat that came out what last year, and it didn't it didn't get yes. cultural significance the way that obviously it the, did not. But because if you didn't live during the original Borat, you you would know if you lived during the original Borat, you would understand what that was like to oh, attend yeah. a Halloween party, to attend a party, to be anywhere where other humans were. You could not escape. My wife. Uh, yeah, very nice. <laughs> like every time. And so our discussion was, is is it so far gone now that you can actually bring it back? I think so. You think it would it would be re it would it would be like ironic or funny again in twenty twenty one to pull off the Borat thing? I think you could do Borat now because I, I think finally the Borat bits have worn off. I haven't heard anyone do like iPod mini is for girls in a long time. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like because no one's really doing my wife that you can bring it back now because it's, it's like, it's been gone long enough. Unless around you, you hear people doing, you know, I don't. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's done around me as well. So, yeah. um, I got a Joe. I'll be the Joker from the dark night. <laughs> so oh yes. Classic. <laughs> that one should here. never come back ever, ever I was, again. I, I Ubered on Halloween like three years ago in a college town and every single girl who got into my uber was um the the suicide harley squad. quinn harley quinn yes. yeah harley quinn every fucking stop on that uber <laughs> and then my back seat was covered in glitter for the next like six months yeah because every halloween for whatever reason no matter what these girls are for halloween they also have to then douse themselves in glitter sure so could not get the glitter out of the back seat for like six months and I saw every variation of Harley Quinn uh, that you could imagine. So it'll probably be that way for the uh, the well, the Joker would have been last year, right? I don't think they're going to do that this year. No, the Joker. I just I was joking because people did the Joker thing for like fifteen straight years or whatever after the Dark Knight. But uh... no, I mean like, well, the Joker was last year, right? Didn't that come out, or maybe that was the year before? Oh, right, right, right. right. I, you're asking me who's seen like six movies in the last decade? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're right. I think it came out a year or two ago or whatever. The Jared Leto one you're talking about, right? No. Oh, man. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's right. That's right. The Jared Joker. Leto was, wasn't he? He was a Joker too, right? Yes, but he was a Joker in one of the dopey Batman movies. He got wasn't, it, the, it, he it, wasn't the Joker in The Joker. Got it. Right? Okay. You know, the with Robert De Niro. And, <laughs> this is a terrible conversation. You know. <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> Oh God! All right, well, thanks for nothing. I uh, appreciate it. So. Yeah, you got nothing out of that. Uh, <laughs> I got go to the store and buy a Richard Nixon mask is what I got. So, yeah. um, honestly, it's better advice than you know. Well, I told you to buy the Richard Nixon mask five minutes into yeah, this. Yeah, you did. You told me you cancel the party, and then if I don't cancel it, buy a Richard Nixon mask. So maybe that that'll, that'll be the play. Now we've come full circle, yeah. and you're just going to go get a Richard Nixon. I mask. think I might. Yeah, yeah. I'll see what other. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll see what other novelty like presidents they have. Um, Knowing around me, it's probably just going to be Trump, and that's uh, that's not going to happen. So, not even as a gag, huh? Mm, God no, 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 <laughs> no. 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 Right. But yeah, actually, given my area, it's probably sold out already with a bunch of people thinking that they're oh so hilarious with their Donald Trump masks in my my neck of the woods. But anyway, that's uh, that's that. So we'll. Um, Don't you live in an extremely liberal area? Uh, yeah, yeah, my little pocket. My town oh. is, but my, oh, okay. yeah. But yeah, overall, I no. I, I am, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, is the city of Chicago liberal? Indeed. Are the suburbs of Chicago liberal? Not so much. Not, okay. not so much, yeah. I know nothing of Chicago politics other than 
like if you want to you want to talk about the 1920s i could have a <laughs> let's go you. yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> now you know i got i got i got it's about the same it's pretty much exactly the same it's just you know yeah so uh, Italians doing a bunch of racketeering is what you're telling. Uh, me. Sort of, yeah. Actually, honestly, yeah. Chicago <laughs> politics. Yeah, honestly, the uh, uh, Cicero is still exactly the same as it was uh, in uh, is it, Boardwalk Empire has Cicero in it. I've never seen. Oh, a lot of Cicero references. Okay, in I, ch- I probably Empire. should watch that at, yeah. at, at one point. So Cicero still to this day. Cicero is probably at this point. I don't know the exact demographic, but probably conservatively like 85 percent like Latino at this point. That time. Okay. The so you, mayor so of Cicero. Pop- the mayor of so Cicero, the, Joe. Yeah. His name is Larry Dominic. So still the so the <laughs> yes, still, they running still always win the mayoral elections. How the are time. they doing? How are they pulling that off? I have no idea. Betty Lauren Maltese, do you remember her? She uh she got some fame for just like siphoning millions of dollars away from the town of Cicero as well. She's in she's in jail, so um but uh, yeah, Cicero is exactly the same. The demographics have dramatically changed in Cicero. They couldn't be any different than they were uh, in right. the 20s. But uh, Larry Dominic still running the show in Cicero. Yeah. And the high schools in Cicero, all Italian teachers. Principals, all Italian dudes. Wow. So, so, so congratulations. The Rico, still doing it. <laughs> so the Rico statute is still in the news over there a lot over in Chicago. They still uh, talk about the Rico <laughs> statute. And they still talk about uh, racketeering and... Uh, uh, sort of, yeah. I, th- I think people just don't even care anymore at this point. I think it's just it is what it is. Yeah, you just don't. You can't fight. Uh, can't fight City Hall, right? So. Well, All right. So you want to talk about some wrestling at some point? <laughs> this is terrible. All right. Let's talk wrestling because there is a lot Record to get number to. Number of people in the live. Yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome everybody for yeah. this tremendous content. Yeah. So. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I apologize, but uh, business is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Welcome. Hi. Sorry. Yes. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's get to wrestling because there is a lot of stuff we want to talk to. First of which is the G1 Climax compl- uh, concluded this morning. G1 Climax 31. And my goodness, what a newsworthy show this G1 Climax uh, final was. What a weird show. What an interesting show. And what a weird G1 this has been uh, all around. So I'm going to start out with the main event here and then we'll get to the good news. We'll start with the bad and then get to the good. So the G1 Climax final, Kota Bushi versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, I don't know. Do we need to talk about the semifinals? You've done reviews on the Patreon. I've watched them, but do you need me to talk about the do semis? Mean, or? Do you mean the A block and B block finals? Yeah. They were covered. Patreon.com slash The Voice Wrestling. Uh, daily G1 audio. Every night of the G1 through night 18 was covered. So uh, we don't need to do that. $5 tier. If people want to hear the breakdowns of those shows, uh, yeah. we'll just cover the final tonight. Yeah, so so they're all there. I, I liked. I will say quickly, I liked Okada and Cobb a lot. I uh, did not like Ibushi uh, and uh, and Kenta very much at all. But anyway, I concur. I yeah. thought Ibushi and Kenta was sloppy, and I thought that uh, um, Cobb Okada was a very good match. Probably one of the top ten matches of the tournament. Yeah, I but, agree. It, it, to me, it was an awesome because it was just a dude. It was just dudes being dudes match, and then a dude won because the dude was better yeah. than the other dude. You know what I mean? They yeah. just went in there, they wrestled, and a guy beat another guy. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you could do that. And then Kodobushi and Kenta was the literal opposite of that. It was just dudes trying not to win and trying to get counted. It was horrific. So anyway, so we get to the final here. It's Kodobushi versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, pretty good action. Uh, in the early part of the match, back and forth, yada, 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 all this sort of stuff. Kotobushi goes to the top for a Phoenix Splash. He lands, lands very awkwardly. Time stands still. Okada goes to the corner. He kind of waits for a little bit. Red Shoes is there talking to Kotobushi, and then Red Shoes calls for the bell, and it's over. Kotobushi 
done. Referee stoppage. Uh, we don't know the extent of the injury right now. It appeared initially they thought it was a broken arm. Uh, it appeared that it looked like he dislocated his shoulder, but you won't know, obviously, until uh, you kind of go in there. Uh, he was holding his wrist, but people, if they do dislocate their shoulder, do tend to kind of hold their wrist a little bit. Uh, the match was 25 minutes, uh, a little over 25 minutes, 25 minutes, 37 seconds. So they did get a lot of time, and it felt like they were just getting towards whatever that the, the, the final part of the match, or the you know the home stretch of the match, or whatever when this all happened. But I mean, what a I mean, just a terrible, terrible scene and a terrible, terrible moment to watch Kotobushi, you know, do that Phoenix Splash, immediately grab his arm, and it's just over. Okada looks like he's going to cry. He, you know, he got Young Lions running in the ring to kind of, you know, shield the camera away from Ibushi, who's writhing in pain, and Red Shoes having to make the, the tough call to do the referee stoppage. And just like, God, what a... Just the worst possible way to end a G1 final. You know what I mean? Just just sucks. It just so and these guys, it felt like it was about to be a good match. It was gonna be a really cool moment. I assume, and, and I guess I'll ask you this too. I assume Okada was gonna win no matter what, so that probably doesn't change anything. It seemed like they were all kind of ready for Okada to win, so thank God, you know what I mean? Like that's a good thing that it wasn't gonna be Kodabushi that, that was gonna win. I don't think. I believe it was set for Okada to do it, but um it was just a very, very strange, very surreal moment to watch this happen, and it just feels like this G1 clim- uh, climax was just snake bitten from the beginning to the end. I mean, literally the beginning, where you know the f- the main event of the first night, we have Naito having a debilitating injury that's going to take him out for, for for a long time, and now it concludes with Kotobushi having an injury that we don't know at this time, but could potentially get take him out for a long time as well. So, what did you think when you watched this match and saw this moment? I mean, he just ate it. He just fucking ate it, and it was a sick thud. And um, you, you kind of had the sense that he wasn't selling. And, you know, I, I think you put it great. I mean, you start off with the Naito injury, then you have this to end things. And I talked about this behind the paywall a little bit, too. Let's just take this G1 and put it behind us and forget about it. There's not a single match in this G1 that anybody is going to want to, like, reinvestigate years from now. Rich, you're never going to be sitting in your easy chair on a lazy Saturday afternoon and, you know, um, you know, saying, ah, I got an hour to kill. Let me pull up the old new Japan world. And I think I'm going to check out, uh, Taichi versus Chase Owens from night nine of the 2021. You're never doing that. Okay. There's nothing in this tournament. Anyone's going to ever want to watch again. It didn't have a single match of the year contender. Um, it had the, the horrible injury to start. It had the horrible injury to end. It had the horrible atmosphere. Hopefully this is the end of the COVID shit. And next year we're back to normal. So you know what? Let's just put this baby behind us. It's going to live forever as the forgettable snake bitten G1. And that's going to be that. And just, you know, in a lot of ways, a real fitting end to a G1 like this. And you know the sick part, Rich? They were on their way to what looked like was going to be an incredible. Oh, I was, I loved it. Yeah. I I woke up to make sure I was going to watch it unspoiled too. So I, (laughs) you can thank me for jinxing it. So I woke up and I was like, all right, hell yeah, let's go. And I, I, a lot of times I'll do this thing where I kind of, I, I, I mistime it or I just wake up at, you know, four 30 or five or whatever. And I hit play on new Japan world. And it's like, Okada holding up the trophy, you know, confetti streaming down. And I'm like, motherfucker, God damn it. I just missed it. This time I hit play. And it's Okada in the ring, Abushi in the ring, and the bell rings. And I'm like, oh, baby, let's do that. And here we go. And I was ready. And then, yeah. Well, people need some context here. How much unspoiled Japanese wrestling do you ever get? Very, very, very little. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdoms, because I make myself get up. And then otherwise, very little, because probably I, I have to go to work that day or... 
someone's putting up a review and they're ready to go and they're like, hey, I have this review ready. And I'm like, ah, fuck, all right, yeah, I'll put it up. And that means I can't, you know, then by putting it up on the website, I now have spoiled myself on it. So yeah, very, very rarely. A lot of times what I'll do, I'll wake up on like a Saturday or Sunday or whatever and try to watch it. But by the time, you know, somebody has a review up, a lot of times I'm getting spoiled. So yeah, it very, very, very rarely happens. Very. You had yourself a nice little treat here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in classic creature fashion, <laughs> it blows up in my face. Yeah, yeah. He gets the match where Abushi eats it and, and uh, uh, shatters his whatever he. Ha- well, I think now we know it's a shoulder injury. We know that much as of Thursday night, as we're doing this show live, right? So we know it's a shoulder. It's the same shoulder he injured in 2010. That injury kept him out about three months. Um, if it's the same injury, that means he's not going to be able to participate in the Wrestle Kingdom shows. And that's going to be a major problem, especially if Tetsuya Naito is not able to participate in the Wrestle Kingdom shows because they've got three Wrestle Kingdom shows, Rich. And presumably they're going to do this big giant thing with all of these people claiming ownership of it. You got Willow Spray claiming to be a champion. You've got Shingo, who is a champion. But Shingo didn't beat a champion to become a champion. He won a decision match to become a uh, champion. You've got Okada talking about I don't even who knows Shingo what himself. we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go. We have, I have the exact quotes, so I could try to have Joe you figure out what in God's name New Japan is is, is trying to tell me with all this stuff. So. so the point here is, I think because I don't want to, you know, because we'll get to the Okada stuff. But my point here is that clearly with the three Wrestle Kingdom shows and all of this title dissension. People like Abushi and Naito were going to be part of that in some way. I mean, you know, they're top draws and they're top stars and and they're involved in this mix. But now they are both major question marks. And it would be one thing if you just had the traditional one wrestle. If this was three years ago, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. Uh, you know, because you just do Okada versus Shingo and you're good. Or you do Okada versus Osprey, whatever. You're fine, Right. But now you've got to fill three Wrestle Kingdoms worth of shows with three main events, and you've got two of the guys who were in the mix who are now yeah, two of your top stars can't won't be able to wrestle, and they're fucked. And um, you know, we we have an update behind the paywall with a lot of uh, unreported news and notes on both the Abushi situation and the Shibata thing that we're going to talk about how that came to be, the details on that. Uh, that's also on the five dollar tier, the flagship. On Patreon, just search flagship, patreon.com slash voices wrestling, however you want to do it. Um, and there's a big update there on both of those situations. But um, yeah, this is, and and also, you know, uh, what we're talking about now. Uh, they, they, the little booking team they got there is uh, shit in their pants because this is a major problem and it's going to cause a uh, major change in a lot of plans if this Abushi injury is as bad as we think it is. We don't know yet, though. We'll have to see. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's you know, right now as of this recording, we don't know. Um, sometimes you know, a separated shoulder or a dislocated shoulder can actually not be that big of an issue. You can kind of sometimes pop it back in place and and rest it for a little bit. It's not bad. The key is, you know, if if it dislocated or separated or whatever it was, did tendons tear? Did something tear? Did it go down? Did it rip something? You know, that that's where, and you won't know that until you get in there and you you really take a look. You do scans, you do X-rays, you do MRIs, you do all that sort of stuff. So we have no idea. I mean, it, it's something that you know maybe, like you said, could 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 be a couple weeks. But we've he's had this exact same injury happen before to him potentially. So uh, if if it is the same one, what you said, what two to three months he was out after the best of the Super he was, Juniors. He returned three months later. Three months later, yeah. Which you know that 
is not a bad recovery, but it's a recovery that puts you in a in a very bad spot. Yeah, it puts for, you at the end of January. Right. For 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 New Japan, that is not a good recovery. Yeah. So um not good. And just a fitting end to this tournament. And um you know, a tournament that everybody would, would like to just forget, I think. And I think next year, I do think um, you know, with COVID out of the way and they're able to get their full crew together. The New Japan roster is stacked. When you look at their roster from top to bottom, which is spread all over the world right now, if they can get everybody in the same building, uh, they're going to have some killer shows next year when the crowds come back. And I really think that they can have a uh, tremendous G1 field once they get everyone back together, all the gaijin, all the new talent that they're building up uh, on the on the American shows. And... I think that they are going to put together a tremendous G1 because they have to know that, that um, you know, the, these last two G1s and especially this one were, were not to the typical G1 standard. And I think they're going to have something to prove next year. I really do. And I think it's going to be great to have full buildings again for the G1. I think it's going to be great to have full buildings for New Japan and fans that are able to be vocal. And I think that uh, New Japan is going to be back. I mean – even with all of the handicaps, they're still arguably the top in-ring promotion in the world, you know, um, and and that's and, and even with all of the handicaps that they've had. So I think they're going to be back with a vengeance at some point next year. But they got to find a way to piece together this Wrestle Kingdom show because uh, this has a chance to really be a mess. And um, you know, if they can get the Gaijin back in, if you can get Will Ospreay back in the mix and Jay White. I think you, you can piece it together, and I think you can be okay with Okada and Shingo. Uh, maybe you have to get evil in the mix. I know people don't want to hear that, but uh, you know you, you can maybe piece this thing together. But get through Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, get everybody vaccinated over there. Put COVID a little further in the rear view, and I really think New Japan is poised to have a big bounce back year next year after two years of let's call it what it is just you know a lot of bad luck misfortune and utter shit yeah it, it is rough and, and it did uh, to me the problem was it really felt like this night like that okada and Ibushi were out there to have like a match that finally let people know okay look you know it's not all the way back we're not, you know obviously the atmosphere is kind of tough but like here's okada and and like the story of it is going to be and it's clear that you know when it was done what they wanted the story to be with Okada is that he's sort of writing the wrong of whatever these last few years have been the last few yes. years have been a disaster but i'm back it's me. I'm under control again. I'm bringing the old title back. All this other stuff's stupid. Like, there's a story and a narrative that is like, we have returned. We are coming back. We're seeing ourselves out of this and we're moving on. You know, we're moving, you know, not necessarily back, but we're moving forward with, you know, the old ideals in mind or whatever, you know, stuff like that that was like, okay, yeah, cool. It all kind of worked. And then, yeah, it, it ends with Abushi, you know, blowing his shoulder out, Naito not being able to come back for a while. And it just leads to, yeah, now you're like looking at these three nights of Wrestle Kingdom and just being like, oh my God, what are they going to do to make this work? And, and, and yeah, like you said, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they can get some of the, uh, the New Japan strong talent in, some of the American talent in, some of the Gaijin talent in, because that would really, really help. Uh, because, yeah, ultimately, if you, if you bring the entire world roster of New Japan together and, and, and you know, combine that with the relationships that they built up over the last two years, you can make yourself a very good roster, a very good card, very good roster, all that sort of stuff. It's just it's so hard to know what it's going to look like in January, and 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 I'm a little I'm a little worried, but but hopefully, yeah, we're we're 
we're in the we're in the tail end of whatever this New Japan thing has been. It, it, it feels like it can't get worse than it's than it has been, right? I mean, especially <laughs> with the run of luck that they had. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Like, I don't think you can get this. I mean, this just this year alone. I mean, Will Ospreay gets injured. Uh, you know, right, yeah. while he's champion, Kota Ibushi gets injured while he's champion. It's just, you know, you had Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, and Shingo get their big crowning achievement moments in front of clap crowds. Yeah, and two of those reigns ended with you all know, didn't end with, but you know, were mired with injury in one case. Injury. It's just you know, on top of all this other shit that we're talking about, and. You know, when their their roster, when it gets back together, is still probably the best roster on earth. You know, and I, and I think they're going to have something to prove when they're able to get back in full. And I think that fans are going to be hungry to buy tickets and fill those buildings and cheer and um, and go to these shows proper. So I, 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 I am a – look, we've been hard on New Japan at times. We've been understanding – but honest when it comes to New Japan at times. And I genuinely believe that they're poised for a really big 2020, uh, provided that, you know, we finally have a break in the clouds with this COVID stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. No, I no, mean, I, I, look, I'm look with what you. the crowds have done for AEW. I mean, it, you know, look what, look what the crowds have done for AEW. I mean, it feels like the hottest promotion in the world. And, 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 and I feel like New Japan could have that same kind of resurgence when they get everything back together. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and like, yeah, for all that, you know, we've been pretty critical of them and all that sort of stuff, but I'm still rooting for them. You know what I mean, it still would be a lot better if new Japan ruled, you know, it'd be a lot better to, to, to be able to do that. Cause it's, it's like you said, it is to me, arguably the best roster in the world. When you really take it in totality, when you really look at up and down, I mean, it, it is almost unmatched in terms of how great of a roster it is. And, and yeah, I want them to succeed. I want that roster. I want to see that roster at its full power with its full capacity. And, and, you know, hopefully it does happen sooner rather than later. Uh, Joel, uh, Super Jcast Joel brings up a good point. 50th anniversary next year for New Japan as well. So, yeah, um, that's a big deal for them. So, yeah, let's let's keep our fingers crossed that the, the COVID in Japan gets gets right and they can just go out there and have giant crowds and, and go nuts and just get back on track and just have a great year and just put all this shit behind them. Would, and the other great. factor, too, is now that they're now that all of the uneasiness is gone between. AEW and New Japan, and they're clearly working together and helping each other out, at least for now. You know, these things tend to, you know, but for now, things are are, are good between the two promotions. I mean, that's going to open up a ton of possibilities, too, because, uh, you know, that's when AEW can send people to Japan to work some of these tours and whatnot. So, um, you know, when you really try to forecast what's coming, I, 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 I am a, I'd be buying stock in, in new Japan's 2022. And I, and I think they're going to make a comeback in a big way um, in terms of show quality and, and buzz and, and, and all of those things. Can they get all the way back to where they were? I don't know, because I think for a lot of people, AEW has kind of replaced new Japan as their sure. alternative. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that, that for a lot, for a large segment of fans who cannot stand WWE, new Japan was their alternative. And AEW has kind of filled that void because it's more accessible and it's easier and it's, you know, and it's, it's a native product and COVID didn't do the same number on them as it did to new Japan. There's a million and one factors, the elite, you know, jumping from new Japan to AEW, you go right down the line. 
Um, and I think all of those things are factors. So I don't know if New Japan can get all the way back because I think some of those fans now are getting that itch scratched with AEW. But I do think New Japan does have the ability to uh, to bounce back in a big way. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm very – yeah, I'm with you. I'm, bu- I'm buying stock. It might be pretty low to buy right now. This might be a great time to buy. Uh, but it's it's I, I'm with you. It's definitely a time to uh, to buy it, and 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 yeah, it just feels like the roster itself is 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 in good place, and relationships across the world are in a good place for New Japan uh, as well, like you said with AEW and, and a few other places. So yeah, I I am hopeful for their 2022. It's just it kind of feels like this 2021. You just kind of want it to end for them as quickly as possible. Like we have a few more months, and I just want it to end so they can hopefully just put it in the rear view and just move forward in 2022 just be an awesome year but we'll see i never had more trouble doing audio in my life than for the g1 this year it was really a struggle yeah you could tell from the titles of your uh, reviews they were getting <laughs> more and more and by the end you just said a final i think was the last <laughs> one i just I, I... this was a g1 final is <laughs> a final wasn't one of them a final uh, well, it's probably a block. A, a, <laughs> I maybe I forgot. Maybe I forgot. I think you block. did. That's what I'm saying. Like you could see know. in your in your psyche, your psyche it's, breaking down little by little. Yeah, full struggle was your last one. Well, you know, play a, it off the max. The oh, max a block off. final. A block final. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I didn't. I didn't even have it in me to be creative that night. No, but it, it kind of worked. No, no. But see, in your lack of creativity, it, it is creative because a block final. Like right. A block <laughs> final. You could have put a period at the end of that and said it was a block final. Yeah. Um. You tried. You got you, Cobb versus Evil is one of them. You didn't even yeah. bother. Mailed that one in. You didn't do anything. Threw a stamp on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Cobb versus Evil. That's all you well, got you for me. Okay, can I explain that one? Ocon three, Pete. I like that one. It's not as lazy as you think. Cobb versus Evil. I'm going to tell you why. Because listen, let's face it. I'm not insulted. I know you didn't listen to any of this shit. So let me explain. I was desperately trying to look for narratives to latch on to, things to talk about, through lines. Rich, you do audio, and you do audio by yourself a lot. You have to find things yes. to attack. You yeah. understand what I'm talking about. Maybe some people listening don't. So I'm so desperate looking for things to talk about and latch on to, narratives, talking points. Well, this Cobb versus Evil match was going to be the most pivotal match of the tournament because of the way that the the, the standings were shaken out. So – you know, every night of the B block, I was talking about we're gonna, you know, Cobb and Evil's coming up. We got to pay attention to this. So then, when we finally got there, I just titled that show "Cobb versus Evil." So it wasn't as lazy as it looks because I had been hyping up that match for yeah. like seven straight nights or whatever. But anyway, uh, it was fine. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, I get it. Uh, Okan delivers again. Respect Taichi. Great Okan. So Okan was clearly inspiring you throughout this. All caps with the great. Yeah, yeah, all caps there. Uh, scrolling down, this is the G1 Climax with an exclamation point. So There must have uh, been like a three and, a, three and three quarter star match. Yeah, that and then the one before, um, it is what it is. <laughs> so one before, so. <laughs> get, get excited. It is what it is, Joe. Yeah, great teaser to get people excited about the audio. Ah, it was a show. It was what it was. Great, great. I, awesome. uh... An examination of my psyche through this uh, <laughs> march through the G1 through the show titles. The B is for boring. Clap, period, get into it, period. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real title? Yes. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, so you're getting Dennis Green going here. Oh, yeah. I good little, good little tournament. Green. Decent little cards. He went back-to-back little. 
good little tournament, decent little card. Uh, and then you just kind of played up Max the Max the rest of the times as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I did a little <laughs> singing of Max the Max too on a couple of them. Did you? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I uh, this morning's show. I don't, did you? Did you watch this morning's show, right? Is that the one where Charlton, or was it the night before where the Max? No, it was the Max- night before where they <laughs> where they where they showed up. <laughs> yeah, what was the great Charlton line? I don't want to blow it. Uh, he was uh, just like that. Just kept going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me get the. I have it in my notes. The exact line. He it was, oh, it was I, so I good. I can't deliver it as good as he, gr- he delivered it. We yeah. should have grabbed the audio and played it here for you, but uh, it was very British. Yeah, it was very, aggressively like, Charlton, and it ruled. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he's just like, Kelly's like, oh, there we go. It's Jam Project <laughs> with Max the Max. And, and Charlton's like, well, that just kept on going now, didn't it? <laughs> you know? It was just, I, I was crying. I had to rewind and listen to him say it again. It's so good. Um, yeah, there's no, we're not doing it justice. We are not remotely doing it justice. No. You have to go listen to it. It's incredible. So No, I was texting people. I was like, listen, I know you're not watching the <laughs> You got to watch this. Yeah. You got to go watch <laughs> Charlton react to the Jam Project Max the Max song <laughs> with the lead singer that Onita. You got to go um you got to go uh watch this. <laughs> um yeah, no, that was a tremendous line. He he was uh he was very funny there. But uh yeah, I, I didn't realize my titles were that depressing. Yeah, pretty depressing, um, but uh... it's so hard to find things to talk about when every match is like 3 and a quarter and there's no crowd and Man, it was just so hard. Like by the time I got to like night eight, I'm like, I cannot do ten more nights. I can't do it. But um, you know, you did it. Patreon, the flagship. Everybody sign up. It's tremendous content, except for those eighteen shows. <laughs> yeah, those I mean, eighteen shows sure stink, but the rest are good. Yeah, I'm sure they were fine, and I'm I'm beating myself up. But it was hard for. Look, I operate off of energy. You know, people know that. I I couldn't muster up energy for these shows because the, the the energy of these shows was dragging me down to their levels. It was just, it was, it was definitely not easy. So, uh, but it's over. We got through it and I'm looking forward to next year. Let's get into these, uh, Rich, let's get into these Okada quotes after the match. Cause this yeah, a- let's do it. Then, then we'll talk about the great news. The one that I, I think we'll all be yeah. jazzed up for and ready to talk about. So, okay. What's next for Okada? So Okada wins uh, via ref stoppage, uh, wins the G1 climax. This is his, uh, his third, uh, fourth, right? Fourth, fourth, third, fourth, third. I forget which one it is. Wait, who? Wait, talking about uh, Okada. How many G ones is this for him now? This is third. He's, third. He, okay. He's right. been in three finals. He's won all three of them, and it, this was. Uh, it's been seven years since he won his. Can you believe? I feel sold when when they said it's been seven years since he's won this. I was like, oh god, like it's been seven years since he's been in a final. Yeah. Would that's... you have said, if someone put a gun to your head? No, and made I would have said five tops. I would have said four. I would have said four or five for sure. They, you know, you'd be dead. You would have loved, you, you if they said, you know, gun to your head. Has Okada been to a G one final in the last seven years? You would have said, of course he has been. Right. Like I you, did, a, you know I did a show. Mean? I did a show the night after. Of course, I know he's been for sure. Yeah, but I did do a show after. But we've just been doing a show for so damn long that yes, uh, unbelievable. So okay, so this is Okada. He he uh, he goes to the back. Uh, he's doing the the, the uh, this was incredible too. Just a great team leader for chaos here, Okada. So all his boys are back there. They all grab a Zima from the bucket. Course. They grab Zima's, they tap them together, they all pull it back, and then Okada goes, all right. <laughs> can you friend. get Zima in America? Uh, you used to, uh, as of a couple years ago, you could, but now I don't think you can again. That shit was hot, like, when I was in high school. So they brought it back, because you know how they're always trying to, like, everybody's just trying to get at 90s nostalgia 
in any way, shape, or form. So about, I want to say about four years ago, it came back in America, and you could find it in America. So we bought some. Uh, it was not great. It was okay, not great. Uh, and it has since disappeared again, I believe. So. Okay. So sorry, no, no Zemas, but uh, well, you, you've never had a Zemas, so you can't say so. I am a teetotaler, sir. Yeah, yeah. To to bring it back to Boardwalk Empire again. I, I was told you used to uh, you, uh, the kids in your day, Joe, would uh, drop Jolly Ranchers in it, uh, drink it that oh, way. Oh, was so that the gimmick? We tried it, and it, it does help it a lot. It does because then you're just drinking a, a delicious Jolly Rancher. Well, if you drink, have to so. do that to something, why not drink something that tastes exactly right? And that's my that's that's my oyster theory as well. Is is I've had good oysters before. I have, but most oysters, people are like, "Oh yeah, well." So you grab like this lemon, you squeeze the entire lemon on it, then you put this eight gallons of hot sauce. And I'm like, I'm just gonna get something that doesn't require all this. Yeah. Again, no, it sucks. But if you put lemon and hot sauce and and this, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna get like a good piece of fish then that I don't have to do that too. So, uh, but I've had, for the record, I have had good oysters before. But most oysters, you are so afraid. Stink. To uh, to be off putting to any like you're afraid. <laughs> I don't want be... oyster stands getting mad at me. So yeah, it's incredible, Rich. You can bury the oysters. It's okay. <laughs> I want oyster Twitter to get all mad at me. So okay, you can bury the oysters. It's fine. Like it's okay if someone out there thinks you're an <laughs> someone's asshole. gonna say, well, actually, the oysters from you know this. Yeah, and you could just be like, fuck off. I don't care what you're you think. Tr- yeah, right, right. right. It, it's just the oysters, Rich. It's just oysters. Uh, anyway, so uh, here, here's Okada. So Okada, so the, the best part of this, okay, so all the chaos guys are back there, and they're like, yeah, and then Okada, I don't know what he says, but he says something to, like, tell them to get hit the bricks and get out of there. So mm-hmm. he essentially says, grab your Zemas and get out. <laughs> you know, so yeah. great leader, as always, Okada in chaos. Beat it, Yoshihashi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why these men follow this guy. Like, yeah. He's never been a good leader. He does not never. care about them in Horrible any way, shape, or form. So he says, yeah, grab a Zima, tink. You know, they all take glasses. They take one sip, and he goes, all right, <laughs> get yeah. to the back yeah. G is for get lost, Goto. Hit the bricks. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then uh, Tamatanga comes out and I don't know, something about challenging him or whatever. So yeah, that, that's because that, of course, is Okada's one blemish is, is Tamatanga. So the much anticipated Tamatanga Okada singles match coming up. So I can't believe they're going to, they're not really going to do a briefcase <laughs> match. They, Tamatanga, I, right? I feel like they have to, right? Because I thought when Tama and, and Tangaloa. Each defeated one member of Techers. Then they were setting up. Yeah, put them over there. Yeah, so if they're involved in a tag team title program, that won't leave much room for Tama Tonga to have a briefcase match. But. Incorrect. Today, Kevin Kelly said Taichi's taking some time off. So maybe they are going to do. They're really going to give us Tama Tonga versus Kazuchika Okada. I mean, this is why the roster got to get put back together, Rich. This, This is unacceptable. But uh, anyway, uh, go ahead. I, I okay, so then, then we have question and answer with Okada. So, all right, yeah. <clears throat> this is from New Japan's website. You said you wanted Ibushi once again and then something about that belt. Can you explain what it is exactly you meant? Okada's response was, there was the fourth generation IWGP belt and another one. Ibushi was the one that brought them together. I don't plan on calling myself the IWGP heavyweight champion per se, but that I should be holding that belt as proof of what I've done and my promise to face Ibushi. I'm the champion of this G1 after all. Usually guys have a briefcase with them, right? It's no different. I can have a contract as well. Okay, stop. <laughs> I know what he's saying here. He said there used to be that fourth generation belt, the one yep. that we all like and we mm-hmm, all thought mm-hmm, they shouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten rid of. Um, he said Abushi brought that together with this other goofy thing. Okay. Um, so he doesn't want to call himself the IWGP, IWGP heavyweight champion. He's kind of saying he preferred it the old way is what he's saying here. 
It looks like that. Yeah, yeah. He says, usually guys okay. have the briefcase with them. It's no different. So uh, he yeah. says, but I should be holding that belt as proof of what I've done. So clearly a tip off there that I think that belt's coming back, and I think Okada's holding on to it for the time being is how I read it. That's that's kind of how they do things, yeah. So you could you could be right, which means Shingo will be running around with the heavyweight title. Osprey will be running around with his version of the heavyweight title. And Okada will be running around with the old fourth generation title. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a, because yeah. I, Okada's reasoning is, well, I beat the guy who last held that one. So you should give it to me. Which I don't know if I agree with that reasoning, but that's what he's saying. Anyway. Okay. So uh, it says here, so you plan to then challenge Shingo Takagi. And Okada says, challenge? Me? So typical Okada. Typical, <laughs> right, Okada. Right. typical himbo Okada here. Yeah, and so then they say for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And he says, no, he should challenge me. I'm the champ now. He isn't. Okay, stop. <laughs> so, again, I think what he's saying is he doesn't care about Shingo's belt like this new Yeah, belt. he thinks that new belt is dumb and stupid and doesn't matter. And he's saying I beat Abushi, who technically was the last guy to hold the belt I care about. So uh, so he's saying he's like the lineal champ or something, is what he's saying. He's saying because he just beat Ibushi, he already has the title he wants. That's what I think he's saying. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, so it says, so not the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the IWGP Heavyweight, question mark? And he says, Okada, uh, it's always been the IWGP Heavyweight title for me. This tournament had champion in it, and I still won. I mean, if he wants to do it, sure, then we can. I know before the G1 has challenged for the title. But it's, if it's for the world heavyweight and not the heavyweight title, then no, you come and challenge me. Who do you think is better? Who do you think is more better to fire up New Japan? Who won the G1? Shingo? No. Me. Who brought the most in this tournament? Me. So there you have it. Okay, stop. Now I have no fucking idea what this man is saying. So, so he is saying, he's saying here, I know before the G1 has challenged for the title. But if it's for the world heavyweight title, the one that Shingo was running around with, yeah. And not the heavyweight title, then he's not, not interested. interested. Yeah. He's saying you want the real title, you come at me because I <laughs> I don't know why he believes that he's won that title yeah, by he winning he the G1. That like yeah. that yeah. that is I don't that's that's a, a leap in logic that I can't quite Cuz I think with. he's saying he beat Abushi who was the last guy to hold it. I think is what he's saying. I suppose, yeah. So, uh so then again New Japan says so to confirm once again you're breaking with the tradition of winning the G1 and challenging for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And he says, well, it's more about asking who is really the champion. Maybe we let the fans decide. There's oh, a lot of talk God. of politics in Japan right now. So are oh, you great. with? Yeah, <laughs> great politics. Yay. Uh, so he says, so are you with the IWGP World Party or the IWGP Heavyweight Party? Oh. But unlike politics, this isn't all talk. We can prove our points instead. Hmm. Politics. Yeah, I don't Yay. know. <laughs> great. I think you're going to have like four different guys with belts. At Russell Kingdom. Triple threat ladder match, Joe. Can't wait. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Hang him up with the ring. It. <laughs> I, yeah, this is... Okay, so there's a way that this story can be kind of cool. There's a way that this story can be kind of dorky. Uh, there's a way that it, this story can be kind of convoluted and, and, and weird. And um, I don't know where we're at right now with it. I mean, the, the obvious idea here is... Like you said, Okada's got this fourth generation IWGP belt. He believes that winning the G1 has won him that title. So, okay. You have Shingo, who won the World Heavyweight title after Will relinquished it. And you have Will, who's going around saying, well, I'm still the champion because I never lost it. Now, 
you have three nights at Wrestle Kingdom, so I think it seems pretty fitting there that you figure out some sort of you know weird system where each guy faces each other, whatever. But that's can do that. You, you need Will to come to Japan for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that is the, the that's a big key, and, and that's th- tough. These guys, these Gaijin, have more leverage than ever with Abushi and Naito out. You know what I mean? Like, so th- there's that factor too, but. Look, this was the problem with multiple G- with multiple wrestling. <laughs> we said it at the time. We said, we said it, at, it the at the time. Because now you got to book your way into fucking nineteen Wrestle Kingdom shows every year, and you got to do shit like this instead of just saying, "Here's our champ. Here's the match we've been protecting for two years, and here's the biggest match we have to offer." Now we have to do mini fucking tournaments every year and find new convoluted ways to put together these mini tournaments. It sucks. I hate it. Sorry. Battery issues. Hello. Are you still there? I'm here. All right. Sorry. My my mouse is being weird. People have maybe heard Don't worry. I was yelling. Okay. Good. (laughs) Give me one moment. I can't click out of the window. My, uh, My battery has died in my mouse. So give me a moment. People may have heard. A random dinging, and you might hear another dinging here. I could pause, but I can't get to the pause button because well, my mouse died. Hold on. Well, why do you need a mouse to, to do this show? Let's, let's power through it. <laughs> I got I to scroll. I got to see the sheets here. All right, let's see. I Back got in business. Sheet. All right, let's see here. All right, go ahead. Yeah, because I can't do anything yet, so knock yourself out. All right, so that's the Okada stuff. Um, I guess we'll go over this show. How much of this show did you watch? Well, I saw the... Um, I saw the big moment that that I guess we sh- are we gonna get there chronologically. So okay, so I saw. Oh well, well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Shibata then. All right, I forgot. Yeah, let's fucking that. do that, man. Come on, Jesus Christ, that. Kensuke Shibata came back. Yeah, he did. So uh, uh, I will read right off Rich's notes since he's panicking over there because he can't uh, read off the sheet here. So uh, I want to make him feel as comfortable as possible. <laughs> so it says here Shibata's return. Zack Sabre Jr. entered the ring for an announced segment. We were told by someone in the room, all caps, that nobody knew about this. We were actually uh, have this multiple multiple sources that nobody knew that this was happening. This is all in the report behind the paywall on the flagship Patreon uh, that we put up today, by the way, in more excruciating detail. This came as a complete surprise to everyone working in New Japan as this match wasn't previously scheduled and didn't even get a test run when they did the run through earlier in the day. Two out of five minute UF, uh, UF, UWF rules exhibition match. The match ended in a draw, a handshake, and Shibata saying, Next time when I'm in this ring, it's going to be a match. And then Rich typed, Fuck yes. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, awesome. Awesome moment. Yeah. So no one knew this was happening. We are told that really the only people privy to it were Gato, Shibata, and Zack Sabre Jr. So Shibata has basically, and again, if you want full details on this, Patreon, flagship Patreon, there's a big write up on everything that happened at this show. But Shabbat has basically been lobbying to come back for a long time. He pitched this um, since he was going to be there anyway to do commentary or something. And uh, it was a, it was a hard sell, but Gato finally gave in and, and thought it was a good idea. They kept it, a, they kept it a secret. Uh, even when his music hit, you know, nobody in the back really, you know, Charlton and Kelly, that was a shoot. They didn't know what was going on. Uh, nobody in the back knew what was going on. And uh, they went out there and had their little five-minute match. It was a tremendous little five-minute exhibition. I loved it. Yeah, head. it was really, really fun. Why can't all the matches like be like that? Why can't when they do their grappling, 
in these matches. They can't go hard like this. It's like the thing I talk about where, like, when these guys are young lions, their grappling is always so good and sound and interesting and builds and has something to do with the match. And then these guys just get out of their young lion stage and they get into their gimmicks and then the grappling is just lazy and it's just there to be there. And it never means anything. I mean, I would love, like, grappling in, in, in my pro wrestling if it was always like this, but it never is. That's always my complaint. And that's why wrestling snobs always get mad at us. But I'm like, hey, look, if you just go out there and do lazy grappling that doesn't mean anything in the larger context of the match, it doesn't uh, work into the psychology of the match, and you're just burning five minutes off of your allotted time, then I am, I'm not interested. And I don't understand why that's so controversial. You know, and then people will always say, oh, well, you're watching wrestling and you don't like wrestling. No, I don't like wrestling that doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, I don't need these guys to do lazy grappling where they're handing each other limbs. If they did this kind of shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Shibata put him in that baby. octopus hold or put him in that. You know, and then just like fucking stuck his elbow into his ribs. It was like, yeah, motherfucker, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, hell yeah, no, let's those, go. Like, those Cobra twist reversals at the end of incredible. the match was tremendous. I mean, it was great. Um, I can definitely get into shit like that, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, look, the, 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 the last and final step here is getting cleared by the new Japan doctors, my guts. And this is not something that we reported behind the paywall. And this is not something I'm reporting now. So, uh, don't be running the, to, to Reddit with this. My gut is telling me they feel like it's going to happen and it's probably a mere formality or they wouldn't have sent him out here to do this and then tell people, hey, the next time you see me in this building, I'm going to be in a match. This is just, you know, the Kenta thing and that great angle, they never really promised anything or anything like that. This is different. He went out there and had a match, first of all. Okay, he didn't take any bumps. It was a grappling exhibition. I get that. And the second part of that is he said, hey, I'm coming back here and I'm going to wrestle. And we all know or where now we know, if you read my report, that he's been trying to get cleared and he's he's been trying to talk these guys into – he's been pitching all kinds of ideas. So my gut is telling me that they think it's going to happen, and um, I feel like at this point it's just a formality and they're just waiting on a doctor to give the thumbs up. Yeah. Because this guy has a lot of Daniel – Brian Danielson in him where I feel like he is just itching to get back in there and – um and 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 he wants to do it very badly, and I I think uh, they know that it's close, and I think it's going to happen. That that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I have a similar take to you as well. I, I think we, we we talked a little bit about this last year, and we probably got ourselves a little too you know interested in it when last year when he came out there and threw that drop kick to Kenta, and we were like, oh, they're not going to do that unless he's cleared, and they're not going to do that. And and obviously, I don't know, I don't know the situation there. You you mentioned in your report again, people can read the the full report there that this isn't something that just one day. He woke up and said, "Hey guys, I want to get back in the ring." And they went, "Okay." Like this is something that's been a long time coming. That it, it's it's not something just fly by night out of nowhere. He decided, "Okay, I want to get back." I mean, they, he has been trying to get back into the ring one way or another for for quite a while. And 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 you could, I mean, you could sense that from his quotes. You can sense that from a lot of what he's done. Is he was never really he liked being a trainer. He liked doing that stuff, but he never felt fully, fully content. I don't think he felt content with how his career ended. Uh, for better, for worse. So that that um, it's very romantic the way it's created. It, it absolutely. Hey, you know what? We got in a lot of trouble last time we said that, but but it is still. I mean, people have have come more and more on our side as the years have gone on, and 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 I get how like in the mo- like we talked about it the week that it happened, and that's when it was like this man might die. You know what I mean? Like that was when that when that like week of hey, we don't know if this guy's actually going to survive. So 
I get why people were a little sensitive about it, but we ultimately have been right on that. Is years down the line now, now that he's okay, that he lives a healthy life, all that sort of stuff. People now agree with us that that like what an incredible moment that this guy who who had all this baggage and all this story and and came up literally grew up in New Japan Pro Wrestling and then then abandoned them at their lowest point, only to come crawling back and saying, oh, okay, now no, I'm ready to come back, I'm ready to come back, and having to little by little like win over the wrestlers and win over the fans and win over every single guy, and there he is in the ring facing Okada, facing the Golden Boy of the company. And just putting it all on the line, putting his career and his life on the line to beat him, and ended up having you know a horrific injury and all that sort of stuff. It is, yeah, it's absolutely romantic. It's incredible. It's an incredible moment, an incredible match. People also don't know what romantic means. Exactly. But that that it, was also but, dumb too. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's he he's there's been so many little hints. I mean, there was that one G one show where he came back and just started taking random back bumps in the right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I mean, to it. symbolically say, look, yeah. I can do this, yeah. you know, and, and then, look, then I then didn't die. He talked them into the Kenta angle, which was physical. You know, he took the drop kick in the corner and, and all of that. And, um, you know, and, and now, and now this, I mean, this is a guy who wants to get back in there and you can't tell me he's not in that gym in that LA dojo wrestling every day anyway. I mean, you know, so, um, you know, is he taking fucking brain, but is he taking avalanche brain busters? Maybe not, but you can't tell me he's not in that ring with these kids wrestling, um, and probably taking some bumps too. So I expect it to happen. I think this is too much of a, of a tease to fuck with people this time. This one is going a little too far. This would be pretty egregious. If, if, yeah. if this happens again and they just go, Oh no, I'm sorry. It was just a little exhibition. Just let me, you know, get some rust off. It's like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No. Yeah. He, and, and, and you know, it does come down to the doctors though. I mean, they're not going to disobey the doctor. He, if it's up to him, he's in there already. Oh, no doubt. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. They're not going to disobey the doctor. So it really is going to, because they're not going to have that kind of liability. Uh, on on the, just from a business perspective, they're not going to want to have that liability. Let alone that they don't want the guy to, you know, hurt himself. So they must feel like the doctors must be telling them that you know it's close, or it's a formality at this point. So um, a little bit of good news at least for New Japan in terms of getting someone back, and that'll be a big deal if if it could happen in time for the Tokyo dome card, especially if they lose some of the, if some of these other guys still aren't healed by then. Um, so yeah, that was, it was really cool. It was a really cool surprise. Um, it was interesting. The pop was he, awesome too. Did you, did you yeah, hear that? pop? Oh, that yeah, was, yeah. I know it's supposed to be clap crowds. Those were people screaming. You heard it. They, they, they just, they, they were audible. They couldn't, you know, they, they've, they've followed directions for two years now. And there's just been a couple of moments along the way where they've forgotten about the fucking rules. And this was one of them. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. And it'd be nice if they can get them back and in the fold. And that's just another piece. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, the potential roster that they can put together is just fantastic. And he would have a whole set of fresh opponents that weren't around when he was around last time either. So, uh, that's another factor. People who have been elevated, people that you know were young lions the last time he was around. Uh, you know, new wrestlers. That, you know, people like Moxley and Will Ospreay, who he never really had an opportunity to wrestle any of these people, and now there's all these fresh opponents on the table now too. Um, so, yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. It's something to look forward to for sure. 
All right, so that was uh, that was that. As far as the the rest of the card and, and what I saw, uh, by the way, we're gonna do the show apparently for like nine hours because I don't think I can stop it without a mouse because I can't get to the screen to stop it. So uh, cancel your plans, Joe, because we got, you got uh, touch screen. What year is this? Uh, no, I don't have a touch screen. I'm, I'm on a desktop, a laptop, like a bum. Get out of here. Touch you know, screen. You wouldn't, be in this, you wouldn't be in this pickle. I would not be in this predicament. I don't know why I'm in this pickle. Yeah, so the nurse has a, a backup uh, um, mouse, but it's Bluetooth, and I can't get to the Bluetooth options on the computer to actually install it. But we're, we're working on that. We're working on that slowly but surely. But uh, anyway, so either we're going to go nine break, hours or I'm going to figure out break, something. I love that you're breaking down over this mouse. It's, <laughs> it's so killing me. me. It's killing me. I can't do anything. I can't can't see what's going on in the no dopes chat room. I can't stop the show. It's 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 killing me. I have been They're able, all in I, there burying you. So. I, I figure they are. Yeah, I, I want to, and I want to know. I want to know what they're saying. I can't scroll on our notes though, so I can at least get to our notes. Uh, as far as our uh, our uh, sponsor this week, we'll see about that if I can get to their uh, their ad read. But I'll I'll figure out a way to do it. So well, you better because I don't have the read in front of. That's me. I'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way. But uh, get on the phone if I need to. But anyway, uh, as far as the show, I watched from I watched from the Shibata on and it didn't seem like i missed a whole lot but did you watch the entire show i watched everything except for the lij eight man before the main event because i was running short on time okay but um, um i have yeah. a pretty good idea how that match probably went <laughs> yeah, right right so yeah that's i think we're i think we're okay then missing much um i don't have a ton to say about the rest of the show i mean We've seen Despi and Kanemuru wrestle Fujita and Oiwa uh, uh, several times on this tour already. I think this is their third match together. So um, I've had my fill of Fujita and Oiwa, if I'm being honest, Rich, watching them every night uh, for eight, for 19 nights now. Um, so I don't have much to add there. Uh, we had – is this correct? You, it says here that – uh, United Empire defeated Toru Yano and Yuji Nagata. Didn't Toru Yano pin Okan in that match? Do you have the wrong results? I mm, I might. I don't think I do, but you you watch the show, so you would know a little bit more than I would. So did, I did I? Am I Mandela affecting myself? Here? <laughs> I I again. I grab. I think I grabbed him from a. Where where I grabbed him from? But because I I remember being upset at the. Um, I was like, why the fuck did Yano just win this match? But it's entirely possible that I'm making that up in my head. Uh, let me see what the old Cage match had. No, Yano and Nagata won that match. Yeah. Now it's possible Cage match is wrong, right? No. Okay. I just watched the match. Yano won. All right, Joe, we're in business. The mouse is back. All right. I know I know you. <laughs> we're very worried about it, Joe, so do not I've, worry. Let me tell you. The I've, mouse is I've, back. So. It's my biggest concern of the week. <laughs> um, I was able to install the, the Bluetooth mouse via the, the keyboard, so we're good. Okay. So, yeah. No, I'm not going crazy. I don't know where you got these results. God, cage match. I, I blame cage match. I'm looking at cage match. It says that Yano won the match. Oh, I don't know. Right so <laughs> This is Yano and Nagata. Eight minutes, 29 seconds. Okay, all right. Hold on. Let me go to the old New Japan Pro Wrestling 1972 because I'm telling you right now, I just watched the fucking show, and I was going to complain because I don't know why Yano won the fuck. Why would Yano win this? Why wouldn't United Empire, who had a great tournament? Yeah, Yano rolled up fucking Ocon. Wow. I don't know. Well, we all, I guess we all, <laughs> we all hoped and prayed. I have no idea. Well, I apologize for having the incorrect. How does Jeff so. Cobb 
not tour of the islands, Toro Yano through the fucking ring. Yeah, what are you doing? You're just what are we doing here? Yeah, you guys are just overthinking things. Come on. He just lost. He doesn't need to lose again for a long time now. I wasn't a fan of that. Um. So the House of Torture beat the Never Open Weight Six Man Champions. So that's probably setting up a, a rematch for those titles, right? Which the House of Torture will then win. Um. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I, mean, just, I yeah, I figure they probably would. Remember the last time Evil had that title? He's like, eh, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. So like, he yeah. should never get a title shot ever again. He, he clearly is a man who does not care for this. Yeah. Very prestigious title. So he's like, you could have it. Um. So anyway, I think that's where they're going with that. Then we had Bullet Club, Kenta Owens, and and the Grills of Destiny, and they beat Tanahashi, Tiger Mask, Togi Makabe. Remember him? And uh, Tomowaki Hanma. I forget who so, it was. I believe it was Sean Cedor in our uh, in our Slack who who laughed that Togi Makabe had the taped up uh, uh, midsection coming out for this match, even though he hasn't wrestled in like a month and a half. Yeah. But hey, you know what? He's probably still, you know, it's, it's Togi Makabe, so. Yeah, um. and then they had Chase Owens <laughs> doing finger guns at Tanahashi after the match because, you know, yeah. he's got to get that U.S. title match. So there's going to be a card in America with Okada versus Tamatanga and, and Tanahashi versus Chase Owens. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know, you're not excited for Thomas Dog and Okada. No. Oh, all right. No, I'm not. They don't need to do that. <laughs> I <don't>, well, <laughs> this whole thing where, like, if someone wins in a G1, and like, there's still people mad that Ishii never got a title shot against Okada. Remember that? Shit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we we used to argue with people every single time, and we and we would say they don't necessarily always do that. They very right. often will do that. When it's a guy who deserves a title shot or when it's a guy. But a lot of times they just have guys lose. And, and every single year people say, no, 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 no. They have to do it. It's like they don't have to do anything. And they then have to do shit. Every single year there'd be like one or two guys that wouldn't get the title shot. They'd be like, that's bullshit. He earned it. No, no he didn't. Like, Yeah. So I was kind of hoping Tamatanga is just going to be one of them things. But then nope. when you look at the – like there's no other reason for him to win that match because – Okada Cobb would have been for the block regardless. You see what I'm saying? So what would have been the point of the upset? Like Okada Cobb, the winner was going to move on whether Okada beat Tamatanga or lost to Tamatanga. So they probably are going to do the dopey briefcase match with Tamatanga. Who could possibly care? What, how could there be any drama? There's no nobody in any Earth. universe that, that thinks that Tamatanga is going to pull the upset and, and prevent... Kazuchika Okada from 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 defending his G1 crown or, or, or getting a shot at, at a heavyweight title at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Nobody in the world believes that Tamatanga is going to do it. So I no, do, Joe, and I'm one. excited to watch that match. So. so, no, I don't want it. And um, what am I looking at here? Oh, and then the uh, – what the fuck? That's not correct. Um, yeah, and then the match I didn't see. I, I Allegedly – Shingo defeated Hiroshi Tenzan with the pumping bomber. So that's good. He needs to win a little bit with something other than the uh, last of the dragon. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And he needs to get back on track because uh, it's been a very uneven uh, G1 for Shingo. And I know it's always tough to book a champion in a G1, and it's always kind of tricky to do that. But it's just for such a new champion, I, I, I want him to have a little bit of a more dominant G1, and he just really didn't. So that's a, that's a little worrisome. Uh, yeah, to, to me, I don't so. know. I, I He was my favorite wrestler in the tournament, but um, 
you know, in a typical G1, he would have been like my eighth favorite wrestler. Yeah, I just wanted him to be booked stronger more than anything. I just I just think he probably should have had a few more wins, but I get why he didn't. I get why they had to do it. But, like, yeah, it, it seemed like they were a little, I don't know, I, reckless isn't the right word, but they were a little too cute with how they used Shingo, I thought. He still ended up with 13 points. He still ended up, you know, pretty high in the mix. Second but, place, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. For some reason, it never felt like he was truly doing well throughout the tournament. And then, it, you know, it ends up and he, you know, he only loses to... Well, you to know why? Because and, and the Udro one you sucked. Why. The Udro one absolutely sucked. If we're being honest, I thought so. that finish was creative, but um, I'm going to tell you why. Because he was middle of the pack for like the whole tournament. So yeah, felt maybe like that. Maybe that's never... it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, because he got like like you said, he got a lot of wins. He only the guys he lost to. I mean, it all like it's it, nobody's out of the realm of possibility. He lost to Ibushi. That's fine. No problem with that. He lost to Saber, which again was a bit of an upset, but that's fine. You establish Zack Saber Jr. You potentially have a, a Zack Saber Jr. shingle match down the line or whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, so it, I guess he was dominant, but like you said, yeah, it doesn't feel like it when it was done. It just didn't never, it, he never felt like, oh yeah, Shingo's like the fucking champion in this company. Like he's the top dog yeah. in this company. It never felt like that throughout this tournament. Yeah. I think it's cause he was sitting there in like fifth place the whole time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, and it, it never, it felt like Zack Sabre Jr. Was just running away with the block. And, right. And then by attrition wise ended up, a lot of those guys ended up losing and Shingo kept winning. And then he you know, ends up second, ended up in in the second block, with so, 13 yeah. points. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Um, and then that was it, because it was another one of these little five match shows, so yep. um, or six match shows, because technically the uh, Young Lion match was an opening match before the uh, the show officially began. So it was a six match show, and and that was that. So that was your G one final. Um, look, they did the Shibata thing, which which is more than they, you know, they didn't do anything on last year's G one final show you know, newsworthy, just a bunch of tags and stuff. So um, from that standpoint, at least we got something newsworthy out of it and uh, something to talk about here and the possible return of uh, Shibata. Yeah, which is awesome. So good, good opportunity for people. There's a lot of people that I think probably have never seen, uh, probably seen a few matches of Shibata, but maybe not the whole, you know, New Japan experience, but this guy was a thing, man. He was so awesome. So if you if you're kind of new to Shibata, there's probably listeners that have have only known Shibata as the the guy who got injured, or maybe seen a match or two. But go out of your way to watch some Shibata matches. He's fucking incredible. And if he's even half of that wrestler today, it'd still be a great addition to this roster because he just brings an aura and 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 a, a a badassness that that just you know few people can bring to the ring. And I, I'm very excited to see him back. All right, let's get to some of our other topics. Before we do that, though, Joe, I do have to let you know that this episode of the Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends at HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip those trips to the grocery store, Joe, and you can count on uh, HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why it's America's number one. One meal kit. Uh, fall can be hectic, but HelloFresh's recipes save you time that you'd otherwise spend on meal prepping and grocery shopping and chopping so you can focus on getting back into a new routine and spending quality time with your family. Joe, you are somebody who has has ditched the grocery store. You're not doing grocery stores anymore. You're ordering everything online, and it's great. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to drive. You don't have to get there. You, you just order it all online. You do all that sort of stuff, and it comes to your door. How about not even having to think about what you're going to buy at the grocery store? You just say, yeah, you know what? That sounds good. You click a few different things, and then you are getting that meal sent to your house. Everything's chopped. Everything's pre-measured. Everything is ready to go. Uh, HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week. And if you're a vegetarian, if you're trying to be calorie smart, or if you want gourmet options, you have plenty of varieties to choose from. And the ingredients travel from the farm to your door within a week, so you get the convenience without skimping 
on the quality. Recipes like the one-pot broccoli mac and cheese and meatloaf a la mom make weeknight meals go off without a hitch. Uh, you also have quick and easy meals, low prep, one pan, and 10 to 15-minute meals. That's time cut down spent on cooking and cleaning up that mess and more that you can give to your family this fall. So HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to customize your order on the app within minutes, easily change your delivery date, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever needed. Uh, so again, we have a very special code here, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14, and use the promo code VOW14, and you're going to get up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use the code VOW14, and you'll get 14 meals, including free shipping as well, up to 14 free meals and free shipping, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use that promo code VOW14. Again, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh.com slash VOW14. Use that promo code VOW14. All right. Let's talk about the Friday Night Wars. You down? No. No. I am going to uh, read you the PWG card that was announced tonight. I want your reaction. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So let's talk about these PWG matches that we will never watch. Okay, starting <laughs> with... I know it's kind of a joker on Twitter, but we like we have always been that. Like, this entire show, I get really excited about PWG, and I've watched, like, seven PWG shows in my entire life. So, <laughs> Right? Like, uh, I'm always like, oh, hell yeah, great show, good stuff. The ones I watch, I all really enjoy. Like, we always would watch Bola in, like, November. You know what I mean? Like, we'd always talk about Bola in November. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so but I always get excited when these cards come out. They're always great cards. So and who could forget the classic flagship moment where we were breaking down the bola field and someone was trying to break into my house. Was that? Oh, that was the bola field that we went on. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were discussing Jeff Cobb being booked <laughs> in bola, and someone was jiggling the uh, the the doorknob on my back door and then trying to like crowbar it open. Remember that? I do. I do. Yeah. And I was like, and you were like, you want to take care of it? I'm like, no, I, we got to finish the show. We got to finish the show. You know? Uh, and then I was like, I'll call the cops later. You know? So I still can't believe show, that though. you were like, no, 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 no. Let's stop. We got to talk about, you yeah, know, Marty scroll. We can't stop. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Got to do the show. Um, talk, talk about Chuck Taylor. No, no, no. Let's talk about Chuck Taylor. It's fine. It's like, no, Joe, somebody just tried to break in here. The person might still be there. They hear you talking. Like, please stop. Go do something. Yeah. Well, you know, here I am. Five and they didn't come, right? There. They never, they never end up coming, right? All in one piece. I called the cops. I called the cops, but uh, I mean, I had to. Someone, I mean, you could see the damage like on the outside <laughs> yeah, of the door. Yeah, man. So I'm like, all right, I better make a call here. But what, like, what are they gonna do? Like, the guy just scurried away, and I don't have any cameras or anything. So I was like, should I call? So I called. I just, I guess I should report it. Because what if the guy's going around house to house? Right. Something? At the very least, like if somebody else oh. on your block. Did have something happen, like little by little, they could maybe piece it together a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, eh, you know. Anyway, whatever. fun. Well, hey, great. Uh, never came back though, right? That was just a one and done. I think so. Yeah, I mean, right. I've, I've never been <laughs> burglarized or anything. Um, what would he have yeah. stolen anyway? You know what I mean? Like at that time, because you were single, so it's like you had a TV, a laptop. That was real serial killer hours back then. I didn't have anything. Like you had nothing. The house was plain. You had a TV and a laptop, right? I had like at least three rooms in the house that had (laughs) nothing in them. Just (laughs) empty rooms that the way the rooms came when the house was bought. Like that I never just put anything. Well, I had one room that all it had was a mattress on the floor. And I could explain why. But I would rather you not. Yeah, I'd rather you not. Right. That was the boom boom room. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know. 
back in those <laughs> days. Boom, boom, the the you know some of the newer listeners might not know I was a bit of a wild man in those days, and it would uh, you know uh, the old school listeners remember. So I had a room specifically for for those kind of activities. It just had a fucking dirty mattress sitting in the middle of the floor. Real classy. Those Real poor classy women. Rich. Those poor women. Come on, Joe. Uh, they, they loved every second. They loved every second. Um, look, they knew what they were getting into. Okay? <laughs> Did they? Did they know the mattress was going to be on the floor? I mean, I I could describe. I could tell no, you. No, I no. Please stop. Just go all right. On. Yeah, so anyway, no. The point is that they wouldn't have gotten much if they got into the house back then. You're right. You know, maybe. They don't get much now. You ever think about that? Like, what would people? So yeah, I do actually. You know, and house. that's the reason I brought it up is I brought because like one time, like not that long ago, we heard some noise or someone's outside or whatever. And I've always thought of like, what would I do in this situation if I just like you know, open my eyes from bed and there's somebody there that's like breaking into the house or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like I would just reason with them and be like, look, pal, I'm just gonna tell you, there's not much here. Like, it's me and it's her. We leave very simple lives. I got a room full of like Sega Genesis games. You can have at those if you really want to. Nothing's really worth anything. And that's it, man. You are getting nothing in this house. There's not any jewelry. There's really not. I have, I have Sega Genesis games. I have N64 games. I have this computer. That's pretty much it. There's, there's no one wants that shit. I was like, going to say, you want to lug fucking 200 Sega Genesis games home? Knock yourself out, man. You can. Yeah. And sift like, through to find the three that are worth any amount of money. Knock yourself out, pal. These Go guys ahead. are these guys are looking to do a a jewel heist. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like I have nothing. No, I would I would get I would say you want my wedding band? Cool. It was like fifty bucks. You know what I mean? You want like right. her engagement rings? That's fine. They were you know a, 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 a decent amount, but that's fine. Okay, fine. You're gonna come into this house. You're gonna rob this house to get like two thousand dollars worth of stuff. Knock yourself out, pal. So I think uh, you think reasoning would work in this case. Oh, you mean if they're physically there? While they're there, there, and I wake up, and I'd be like, whoa, look, okay. I have nothing you want. You're I in a mean, town. You're in a pretty affluent town. You've come to the wrong house. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You picked the wrong one, buddy. <laughs> right. Like, I've, there's probably another house somewhere in these few mile radius that you probably would rather go to right now than you, this If you one. want my seven-year-old Sony Bravia TV, have that. Right. It's got dead spots on it. Even if you <laughs> yeah. took it, it's got dead spots on the side. I want to get rid of it anyway, so knock yourself out. You can go. I'll help you lift it to the car if you need. Like. If you could leave the blender, though, because it took us a while to find one we really liked. Right, right. Leave that. But if you could take anything else you want. You want the Instant Pot? Take it. I can't find a good recipe for it. I can't seem to get a good meal out of it. So knock yourself out. Take the Instant Pot. Right. I I think I've got $40 in my wallet. If you just want (laughs) to hang out, I can go grab my wallet for you. Yeah, it's not like we have a stash of money. We now don't have gold. That's what I want to be like. I'm like, look, we're we're both – millennials i'm 30 whatever she's 30 whatever like you're not getting anything out of this house man i'm just telling you we don't have anything that you want yeah we don't have anything physically worth any amount of money whatsoever yeah i know i think about that all the time like it would be a horrible score a horrible score so i think i would just level with the guy and be like look 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 i don't want any trouble just you can just go (laughs) i won't say anything you don't have to say anything but like you're in the wrong house it's just not gonna work for you i'm so i'm just letting you know it's not worth it yeah, it's not like TV where it's like I don't have like a fancy vase that's worth like, you know. Yeah, or they go to like my vault and they spin the dial and it opens right. up and there's just gold everywhere. Like behind a painting of of dogs playing poker, <laughs> right. you have a vault. I don't have anything? 
where they there's there, there's a there's a safe cracker like with the gimmick with his ear up to it getting in there yeah to get to get to your <laughs> right. to get to your stack of hundred dollar bills that are Fabergé eggs yeah like Fabergé yeah. eggs <laughs> right yeah like like uh, burlap bags with dollar signs on them inside and stacks of money and yeah no there's nothing like that I have I nothing. and I've thought about that too because like you know for insurance. They, uh, you know, they'll, you know, if you do like house insurance, they'll be like, all right, so what are your like, uh, what do you have in the house that's valuable? <laughs> I was listing like my PS4 and stuff. Oh god! And the guy was like, you don't have to list that. Do you have anything? Like, you don't have to list a PS4. Yeah, he's like, no, I said valuable. <laughs> right, you don't have to yeah. list like a five hundred dollar TV and a, a, a eight year old PS4. Like, I got right. it. Man. Like, right. I don't know, uh, Mario sixty four. That's worth a you know thirty five dollars or whatever. He's like, okay, no, I was more you know. Yeah. Rings, oh, jewelry, that sort of stuff. It was like, oh, okay, well, right. We gems. Have two of those, so that's fine. <laughs> do you have any gemstones? Do you have any? Uh, yeah, no, I have nothing. I have none of that. So yeah, I, being a burglar must be just such a tough gig, you know, because it's like you could just, you know, what are you taking? Like, how do you know what to take? Like, I, especially I always... in twenty twenty one, it feels like it'd be a lot more difficult, you know, more difficult to do it. Cause like in the, yeah, in the fifties, it's, it'd be a lot easier. Cause it was probably like people had all their life savings and like a vase or whatever in the house or right, right. they had gold or they had jewelry or whatever. It's like, yeah, dude, I got nothing, man. Like, the old money under the mattress, right? Yeah. Yeah. No one's doing that. Yeah, anymore. You can flip all my mattresses, flip all, open every door, open every closet. You're not finding shit, dude. I'm telling you, I promise you. I'd watch him. I'd say, I'd, I'd follow him and say, go ahead, open that door. See what you got. Like, I haven't used paper money in years. Like, I, like you know, so what are they taking? I got a fraud you alert want, on my credit card anyways. You can't even use that. Right. You Here, want my debit it. card? Have at it. I'm going to get the money back anyway when I call the bank. I mean, it, it, it's like, yeah, what it, just, What a horrible job. Yeah, Game Boy Color? Card. Knock yourself out, pal. It's, it's all yours. 3DS? Yeah. Switch? You can take my Nintendo Switch. There you go. That's it. Honestly, the Nintendo Switch is probably in the top five valuable things in this household. So, Like, um, I think if I came home and my house was burglarized, it, it's... You know, it'd be the a minor inconvenience for me. At the it'd at be that like point. the shitty feeling of not feeling safe. Like, oh shit, someone's yeah. able to get in the house. That sucks. But like, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I have to buy more TVs. Like, there's nothing else to take. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, well, all right, gotta buy some more yeah. TVs. I guess. Oh no, my I copy mean, of Bubsy's gone. My copy of Bubsy and Mutant League Hockey are gone. Oh no. I don't <laughs> think they'd even take that stuff. That's I feel like, like garage sale fodder. Yeah, exactly, That's... exactly. So. You know, um, anyway, um, my all right, Ahmed so Johnson figure has been taken. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. These PWG matches, we have the workhorsemen back together, taking on Malachi Black and Brody King. We've got, uh, no reaction. Okay. Not good. I'm, got, I, I thought I, I was gonna let you go and then kind of give my, but I'll give pithy thoughts after every match. Go ahead. Go ahead. No oohs and ahs after that one. That's fine. Leo Rush versus Davey Richards. Oh, okay. Leo I Rush like that. Aramis and Horus versus Jack Cartwheel and Alex Zane. <laughs> Jack Cartwheel seems to be the guy they're getting behind. Yeah, they? that's that's fine. He'll, I think he's a guy that I don't really Whatever. quite get, but anyway. Yeah. Demonic Flamita versus Dragon Lee. Okay. Tony Deppin. Versus Lee Moriarty. That's a good match. That's a solid one. Yeah. Making his PWG debut. Oh. Daniel Garcia against 
Jonathan Gresham. Oh, that's a good match. That's a good match. That's a good match. That is a good match I'll never watch. That is That looks tremendous. Um, And then for the PWG world title, Bandito defends against Alex Shelley. Alex oh, Shelley. okay. Yeah. That's Listen, pretty solid. Yeah. I, w- I wish PWG was as accessible and as visible as Game Changer Wrestling. That's what I wish because I'd be all in on this shit every time. But by the time these Blu-rays come around, I just, I, Rich, I just, I, yeah, I just can't. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I, I get I it. Well, anymore. while we're talking, I mean, while we're talking indies, I, I have a few little indie topics. Quick, do you want to do you want to do a, an impromptu? Yeah, we, won't, we won't have to. It's not a full bounce, but but a, a semi bounce. No bounce. No bounce. No bounce. Uh, because there's some fun stuff coming up uh, as well. So did you see this West Coast Pro Wrestling show that's coming up? Oh, dude, run that card down. Yeah, Let this is going to stream else. on IWTV, by the way. So you, this is I've accessible. Been, you can watch this. Is accessible. I've been watching this promotion. This is like the best kept secret in indie wrestling. Yeah, so let's let's unsecret it right now and let yeah. people know about this. So this is November twelfth. So you got a little while to catch up on West Coast Pro if you'd like to. Uh, but all their all their stuff's on IWTV, correct? Yes. Okay, so all of it's on IWTV. So this is West Coast versus the World Friday, November twelfth. Again, streaming on IWTV. Uh, if you're in the San Francisco area, they'll be at the State Room in South San Francisco. Uh, bell time seven p.m. for this. Your Main event, presumed main event here, Jeff Cobb versus Chris Dickinson. Are you fucking kidding? That rolls so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome, man. Our boy Vinny Massaro versus Tomohiro Ishii. Okay, so Vinny Massaro, if people don't know, he's doing like this grumpy veteran, not not even grumpy, kind of like an arrogant veteran heel kind of thing. And he's been wrestling a lot of younger wrestlers, and, and the whole idea is... It's kind of like, all right, I've been doing this for as long as you've been alive, and my generation has, you know, has has been has passed me by. And I was all these new kids, and and I'm gonna show you a thing or two. Like he faced Yuya Uemura on the last show, okay, and and that kind of fit the gimmick uh, to perfection. But it's a really, and all he's really doing is he's getting in there and wrestling. Yeah. But that comes across so different in today's environment. You know what I mean? Like he's he's wiping the mat with Uemura in this match, and and like you know with this smirk on his face. And yeah, it's a cool story because you know, it, and and it, it, what what, can, what works out pretty well. And what I've seen is like a lot of people. The idea is like, oh, it's Vinny Massaro. You know, he's kind of a you know, oh, he's a gimmick and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm a wrestler, dude. I've been wrestling yeah. for a lot of years. I know what the hell I'm doing in this ring, and I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like I, I I'm gonna outwork you. You know, Christian style. I'm just outworking these guys right now. You're young. You're a young go-getter or whatever, but I got skills, man. I've been doing this a lot longer than you have. Yeah, so um, he had a really good match against Jacob Fatu a couple months ago, and then I, I really enjoyed the You Are More match. I just did a batch of reviews behind the paywall, and I did four. Four of the five matches were, were West Coast uh, pro matches, so you really get a good feel for everything they have going on over there because I've been watching all the shows, and um, – it's 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 really a promotion that's like right up my right up my alley for what I like in pro wrestling right now, and I think a lot of the listeners, it's just straight no nonsense wrestling with with a lot of big names. You'll see as Rich goes over this card. But yeah, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta catch up on them, and I, I I'm I'm definitely gonna use this opportunity as as you know this 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 card and this discussion to uh, to do that because I've seen a little bit here and there, but I need to just bar down and and just watch like the next 
you know, their last like few shows or whatever. So as I said, Jeff Cobb versus Chris Dickinson, uh, Vinny Massaro versus Ishii. Uh, Adrian, look, at, look, at, look, at, look at Massaro politicking his way into the Ishii match. Look I know. Yeah, he better get, he better get right. that forehead strain, though. I mean, that's he, he hasn't wrestled anyone like Ishii in a long time. So uh, yeah, Fatu beat him up pretty good. Well, he better, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Booker man, uh, trainer man working his way up the ladder to get the, the big Ishii spot there. So uh, anyway, AJ Gray versus Black Toros. Yeah, I saw the AJ Gray Davy Richards uh, title match from the last show, and that was very good as well. So yeah, it sounds great. Um, yeah, that's um, yeah. And Black Taurus versus AJ Gray. Uh, uh, AJ Gray sounds really great. Carl Frederick yeah. versus Ray Horos. Uh huh. Yeah. Awesome. Frederick's uh, a regular there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's done a good job yeah. there. Mister Iguana versus Trace uh, Tresario. I don't know if I know Tresario. Yeah, bring in Mister Iguana, huh? All right. Yeah, <laughs> you, your boy Mister Iguana. Let's yeah, go. Why not? Yeah, Hell absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then uh, so that's that's the main main announced uh, matches right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Shapiro versus Yu Yuamura as well. So well, let me tell you something about this Levi Shapiro. Yeah, sorry, okay? I, 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 I forgot up. about that one. He's he's solid. I never would have talked about this, but this guy. Keep an eye on this guy. I have been so impressed with his work. You could hear it in my voice. Like I, I, I didn't. I, we weren't even going to do this segment, but I reviewed one of his matches too. He, he against uh, Fatu actually. Against Jacob Fatu. And Jacob Fatu does his best work in this promotion. I've wa- I watch Jacob Fatu matches MLW. And, you know, anywhere I can get my eyes on Jacob, because I like watching him work. For whatever reason, he does his best work in this promotion. And that Levi Shapiro, Jacob Fatu match from, it was either last show or the show before that. I can't remember. But I, it's one of the matches I reviewed. Just such tremendous stuff. Do not sleep on this Levi Shapiro because he's a guy who I had seen a few times and he made no impression on me whatsoever. He was just a guy, but he's one of these guys who I, I think we're really seeing the best of him and what he can be in some of his recent matches. So I, I'm actually glad that you brought him up because yeah, sorry, I almost forgot about that match, but uh, glad I didn't. Who's he wrestling on the show? Uh, he is wrestling. I just closed it. Ah, uh, crap, 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 crap. Oh, who'd crap, you crap. say? Oh, you, oh, you, Amura. Yeah, you, Amura. That should be tremendous. I said, they're bringing you, Amura, back in, too. Yeah, no, yeah, that's going to be outstanding. Yeah, you, Amura, um, looked good against Basaro. I will say his charisma didn't pop the way I thought it would, but yeah, he's a young wrestler. He's in a new environment. He's uh, he's in his he's on his learning excursion. Sometimes those things, you know, the, the confidence takes a little time to, to, to come out, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad that a promotion like this, you hate to see these guys go on learning excursion and then nobody books them. That's what happened to Watanabe. Yeah. Evil. Right. Remember nobody booked them, you know, and, and, and that sucks when that happens, you know, and if that happened to some degree with yo and show, you know, Ring of Honor was using them as underneath guys as the, the Tempura, tempura boys. boys. Yeah, Jesus and they really Christ. weren't getting booked anywhere else. And it's like, why? You know, it's it's it never made sense to me. You know, but but it's so it's good that at least you know there's at least one place who are are you know booking a guy like Uemura and making it like he he won that match against Masaro. So it's you know and making him part of the fabric of the promotion while he's here. I don't know why promotions don't do more of that it doesn't make any sense to me but that's a that's a tremendous card jeff cobb chris dickinson yeah, masaro ishii aj gray toros carl fredericks ray horos mr iguana versus uh, uh steven tresario 
uh, than Levi Shapiro versus Yui Yomura from West Coast Pro. So that's awesome. November 12th. Uh, but like we said, all of them are available on uh, IWTV. And, and you are not the only person that said that. There's been a lot of people over the last couple of weeks that have kind of come to us and said, oh, my God, are you guys watching West Coast? Like, this thing is good. Like, a lot of good stuff uh, is happening in this promotion. So, yeah, if, if you have not caught up yet, all that is up on uh, independentwrestling.tv. So uh, you got a subscription. You can watch it all for free. After well, free. Well, I, I, I could just but. I could I could just tell the listeners if you if you're someone like me who just you can't get into Game Changer, you just for whatever reason you just can't, and you know my taste and you generally agree with my taste. This is a promotion that I promise you, if you you'll you'll be able to get into it. It's just no nonsense. It's pro wrestling. Um, they as you can see, they use top of the line talent. You know, they're not filling up their shows with, you know, jabrones and, 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 you know, people, it, 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 I'm telling, listen, this is, it's got the stamp of approval. It's got the Joe stamp of approval. You, you, you'll enjoy this promotion. Uh, speaking of a company that has the rich stamp of approval, I do want to mention this as well. AEW uh, has a big weekend coming up next uh, weekend. They're doing uh, three different shows here. Uh, Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament Night 1. That's going to be on Friday, October 29th. Uh, Jim Lynham Tournament Night 2 will be the night show uh, on Saturday, October 30th. And they're also doing an afternoon show uh, as well on that 30th. So uh, real quick, I'll, I'll run down the card here real quick. Uh, AEW did uh, extend an offer to listeners of Voice of Wrestling if you are interested. Uh, if you're in the Chicago area and you're thinking about going to AEW, I uh, can use the promo code Voices of Wrestling at Ticket Leap. So it's awpro.ticketleap.com. Uh, if you want to get uh, a little bit of a discount there uh, on tickets. But night one, Jim Lineham Invitational. So here is the tournament uh, field here. You have Mance Warner versus Josh Alexander. Arez versus Myron Reed. Daniel Garcia versus Thomas Shire. Jake Something versus Matt Fitchett. ACH making his return to AEW versus Davey Vega. Manders versus Alex Hammerstone. I believe this is Hammerstone's AEW debut as well. Schaff versus ha- Hakeem Zayn. And Ace Perry versus Lee Moriarty. So, what do you make of that lineup? Okay, so Daniel Garcia versus Thomas Shire is a match I need to see. That sounds like That's it's fucking one. awesome. Yeah, cannot wait for that Num- for sure. Number two, I've been biting my tongue on ACH for about a month. I got a couple different text messages from people um, that I, I knew he was coming back. I've been told he's in tremendous physical shape. I've been told that he's in a great place. You know, he had to get away for a while for whatever reason, and he's in it. You know, so I, I think this is 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 going to be good, and it's going to work out for him. And and I know that I'm rooting for him. I know you're rooting for him. Everybody's rooting for him. Um, but I, this was coming, and he returned. What was it? Atlanta Wrestling. Yeah, so AWE, I believe. Yeah, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. I don't know whose face he got in. He did a standoff with somebody at the end of one of their shows and made his official return. But, um, you know, I have been told by mutual friends that this was coming and, uh, and that he was, he was going to be back and, and it was a little sooner than I was expecting, but um, here we go. ACH is back. And I think uh, the scene could use him, And I think he's just way too talented to, to have given up. So, I I hope that this all works out, and it's good to see that some of his old haunts are more than willing to bring him back in. Yeah, that that is cool. That is reassuring because that that's always my worry with ACH is is uh, is unfortunately when he does have these these moments in his life or these periods in his life where he just needs to kind of get away for a little bit. You know, sometimes companies get burnt and they you know book him and then he doesn't you know show up or he ends up canceling or or whatever. And I always I always I'm always like man because he's so good and like and but the good thing is all these companies 
seem to completely understand. Because I don't, I don't think he's ever had a history of of no shows or anything like that. I oh no, no, just, I think it's always like well, they're, they're known, but you know what I'm I mean. Like done. he's, it's more like I'm done for a while, right? And and it's cool that the companies don't go, all right, well, we're done with you. You know what I mean? They're like yeah, perfectly yeah. when he says, "Hey, I'm ready to go." AEW says, "Oh, cool, great, cool. You're in the gym line tournament. Let's go. Let's do this." You know, you're a former champion of ours. You're you're one of our top guys. You've been you know, you know wrestling for us for for a decade plus at this point. Whenever you're ready to come back, open arms. You're ready to come. So yeah, I'm really excited to see him in in, in the ring again. So that that sounds like a tremendous uh, tournament right there. So that'll be night. That'll be the night one on Friday. Uh, the afternoon show grudge match: Eddie Kingston versus Fred Yehi. Oh, by the way, back to the Berwyn Eagles Club as well. So old school haunt for AEW. So uh, Eddie Kingston versus Fred Yehi. Uh, Allison K versus Kylie Ray for the AEW Women's Title, uh, and then a fans bring the weapons match: Joe Axel Rico, Rico De La Vega versus Christy Janes and Sky Blue. So I got that. Oh, Thunder Rose is on the show too. She's against uh, Jody Threat um, for that uh, afternoon show. So they're still kind of announcing things for that afternoon show, uh, and then the nightcap on the uh, Saturday, October thirtieth. Uh, that will be Jim Lynham, uh second round semifinals and the finals of the tournament as well. So I believe that will be streaming on Fight. Uh, but if you're in the Chicago area and want to go to those, any of those three shows, uh, as we said, awpro.ticketleap.com and use that promo code Voices of Wrestling to get you a little bit of a discount. Uh, go watch some great wrestling on Halloween weekend. So there you go. Uh, there was one more. Oh, you know what? Let's. We were going to do Bloodsport. Let's just do it now since we're doing an impromptu bounce, bounce yeah, around the Indies well. here. Uh, Bloodsport 7 coming up this weekend, kind of coming out of a, a little bit of a surprise. I don't know why. It doesn't feel like it's a Bloodsport weekend, but it's a Bloodsport weekend and Man, I'm into this Bloodsport card here. Bloodsport 7, October 22nd. Uh, this looks like a hell of a card. Your main event is Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. You got Josh Barnett versus Tiger Ruas, which is the former Arturo Ruas. And uh, what the hell was he in? Uh, what the hell was he in WWE? Marcelo Huas. Or was it Marcelo? Yeah, something like that. I forget what it was. But he Everyone knows who it is. Yeah. Huas. It's Huas. Yeah, Huas. He fucking rules. So uh, Tom Lawler versus Alex Coughlin. Eric Hammer versus your I'll boy. I'll handle this one. I'll handle yeah, this Yeah, go one. ahead. Eric Hammer versus... Bad Dude Tito. Your boy, Bad Dude Tito. Coming back. Jared Kratos versus Calvin Tankman. Royce Isaacs versus Clark Connors. Davey Richards versus Yuya Uemura. Hell yeah. Starboy Charlie versus Yoya. Uh, Zeta Zhang versus KTZ. And Maria Shafir. Versus Masha Slamovich. So Maria Ma- Ma- Shafir on. finding her. Uh... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Starboy Charlie is doing Bloodsport. <sighs> Supposedly, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll see. What if he's a world class grappler, Joe? You don't know that. Uh, uh, okay. You're right. I didn't notice that Starboy Charlie was. I just kind of said his name, but yeah. Yoya, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, you sure that's not a. Game changer match or something. <laughs> well, offer. it is technically a, a game, game changer offer. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. Well, like you, that's not some. Yeah, you could throw a four fifty in a, a blood sport match, right? That's not fifth from the top on a Jersey Championship Wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. not. This is blood sport. GCW okay. insert rap lyric here. Show no, it's no, it's a. All right, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, give it I a chance. Maybe you, you thought maybe it was a VSX match or something. No, no, it's a... no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... okay. No, it's real. But uh, there you go. That's that looks like a pretty fun card there. Uh, big big stories there. Uh, Maria Shafir making her uh, uh, blood sport debut, obviously after the WWE run. Uh, this is probably a more natural fit for her, so I, I'm interested to see uh, how, how she performs because it's a weird balance of like, okay, you're a real fighter, but these aren't real matches, but they're kind of real. They have to look. It's it's going to be a very interesting thing to see uh, what happens with her there, but uh, but interested nonetheless. And uh, uh, Tom Lawler, Alex Coughlin, uh, Davy Richards, Yu Yu Omura, 
Uh, and then Minoru Suzuki, Chris Dickinson all sound fantastic to me. Josh Barnett and, and, and Huas sounds really great too. So uh, I will definitely be watching that. We'll definitely review it next week uh, on the show because uh, Bloodsport's always worth the watch. I always I always enjoy watching a Bloodsport. I, I can't say I've watched any of the, the six or, well, no, it'd be the seventh Bloodsport. This is Bloodsport 7, technically Bloodsport 8. Uh, every single one I've watched, I've enjoyed at least most of it, even if there's you know one or two things that, that don't land, but. Yeah, there were a couple that were kind of shitty, but yeah, most of the time there's at least something on the shows that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They're, they're, yeah. They're, what I like about them is they're you're usually quick and tidy, and they're not overly long, and it, there's right. n- very low on bullshit. Like, not every one of the matches lands, but it just kind of gets going. It's it's a, it's an easy watch at the end of the day. It's an easy watch. It's a fun watch. So, uh, Bloodsport yeah. 7, that is this weekend uh, as well, if you're off on the, uh, if you're looking for something to do on the 22nd, there you go. You got Bloodsport. All right. Now are you ready to talk to Friday Night Wars? Yes. Let's do it. So AEW and WWE waged war, Joe. We previewed it last week, and now we're talking about it this week. We had some very, very interesting results from this uh, viewership uh, war. Do you want to give – I feel like everybody probably knows, but do you want to do the quickest of quick rundowns of what exactly happened here, how it started, who started it, whatever? Because I do think some people are a little confused as to far, as to how this, this kind of came together and, 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 and what was against what and who was against what and all that sort of stuff. I mean, all you really need to know is when it comes to this is that WWE put themselves in a position by going head to head for that first half hour of Rampage and loading up their SmackDown and making it a supersized SmackDown and giving away pay-per-view quality matches like Sasha Banks versus Becky. On FS1, by the way. They did get pumped to FS1 for this show. The FS1 and then giving away, you know, and then doing the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns contract signing and doing, uh, you know, a couple of King and Queen of the Ring matches and really loading up their show, doing a two and a half hour show, going head to head for a half hour with Rampage talking Fox into going commercial free for that half hour and rampage, just doing the same old rampage that they would have done, whether WWE came for them or not. When you factor all of that in WWE put themselves in a position where anything less than a complete slaughter and they were going to look bad. You know, that's the only way to view this because their show was stacked with all of their biggest stars. And they were commercial free during the, the head-to-head half hour. Um, so they had to just blow them out of the water. I don't know why they did this. This was an own goal. This was an own goal. This was a self-own. Because there was no way they can come out of this looking good unless they destroyed Rampage. And they didn't. And nobody thought that they would. And not only did they not destroy them, they didn't even beat them. I mean, they tied in the demo, and I think they won in the 18 to 49 demographic overall by like a thousand viewers, which is you know margin of error or whatever. Yeah, we, we have the we have the whole we have the whole rundown here in a minute, but yeah. And and then the head to head, you know, the half hour they went head to head. They lost. They didn't even win. they lost in the 18 to 49 in the half hour that they went to head. Now they won in total viewers, and they won in, in total viewers head to head and all that, but. Um, again, they needed to destroy AEW in total viewers, and they didn't. They needed to destroy them in every single demographic, and they didn't. In fact, they lost on all of the down card demographics. The only reason they won was because of the over 50s like usual. The only reason they won in total viewers. This is just so embarrassing. It's a humiliation. 
And we knew on Saturday when they leaked the Fast Nationals again to all their little lapdogs in the feckless, useless, uh, garbage wrestling media that we have, which is it's, that's exactly what it is. There's like two people worth respecting in all of wrestling media. Let's just call it like it is. I mean, the rest of them are a bunch of feckless, cowardly lapdogs who will take these emails and spit them out, which is fine. If WWE sends us an email with the Fast Nationals, I'm going to report that shit too, but I'm also going to give you the context. I'm also going to say, hmm, they didn't give us the demo number though. I wonder why that might be. But none of these morons do that. Okay? And, you know, now they got Darren Rovell in the act. Darren Rovell knows about uh, much about wrestling. They know <laughs> nothing. Darren Rovell knows nothing about wrestling. So they're even getting mainstream sports media people into the act. Which, uh, of course, for for full disclosure, uh, take one guess of who Darren Ravel's ex agent was. Yeah, well, who was everybody's agent? <laughs> just, just, Nick just Khan. try to guess, and maybe you'll get to the uh, get to potentially where this may have uh, may have came into play here. But yeah, yeah so you got Darren Ravel dutifully reporting uh, these fast nationals and calling it a big win for WW. That's probably the title of the email he got. Yeah, big, big win. win. <laughs> yeah, right. So he just spits it out there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And the bottom line here is there is no spin. There is no way to spin this. As soon as we saw that the demos weren't leaked for the first time in three weeks, everybody knew what was coming on Monday. Okay? And what was coming was WWE did not do well in the demos. Because they, those demos were conspicuous by their absence. Yeah, anybody, the, uh, anybody with a brain, anybody that's followed this, anybody that's followed us, anybody that's listened to us knew that, yeah, when, when those demos didn't come out, it was like, oh, strap it. It's going to be... And a, news. It's Monday's not going to be good. When they're going, hey, overall viewership. Hey, what are the demos? Ah, overall viewership. Who cares? Ah, we don't have... The, this <laughs> right. week and this week only, we don't have that information. <laughs> right. And, and, these, and these news sites... They don't like how can they not note that when they write their stories and they tweet the shit out? Well, how are you TK not made sure that? that all of them knew that on Monday when he was he was channeling his inner message border there because he was he was on one. As well, that he day. should have. But but it's like they left the demo out just like they you know it's you know the week CM Punk debuted you didn't see Fast Nationals leaking either. The two weeks that Rampage was number one on cable, you didn't see fast nationals leaking either. There's a trend here. Okay? And I broke that story that it was WWE leaking those fast nationals. And, of course, there's knuckleheads out there who will still deny it, despite the fact that you don't need me citing multiple sources to figure this out. You just have to have half a fucking brain in your skull to figure this out. You don't need me to tell you that various people in the industry have confirmed to me that it's WWE leaking these numbers. Which is, by the way, for the record, kudos to WWE. It's a great bit of business, what they're doing. Well, yeah, they're trying to control the narrative. It's fantastic, which you should do. That's That's good. That's what they do. You know? So, and then, you know, there was only one outcome that would have been positive for them, and that was kicking ass, and they didn't. How did that half-hour head-to-head lose? That's humiliating. It's embarrassing. And it's Becky and Sasha Banks is arguably their best television draw. Lost head-to-head. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, lose head-to-head in that demo. Barely win in total viewers. And it's like, 
they didn't all they had to do was mind their own business. Yeah, they they picked this fight and, and this is such a self own and here's what it here's what it's telling people inside. Listen, you can control the narrative when it comes to wrestling fans and and uh, people who don't know any better and all that. But now, what do people in the television industry know? Here's what they know. They know that on an even playing field, if SmackDown were on cable, just like Rampage, and those two shows aired at the same time, because here's something I haven't even brought up yet. Rampage was on outside of primetime and still tied SmackDown in the 18 to 49 demographic, despite the fact that two of SmackDown's hours aired in primetime. Okay? So there's another factor. But what people inside television now know to be true is that if these two shows were going head-to-head at the same time, Rampage would beat it. Right. Essentially what WWE just did this week was make Tony Khan a shit ton of money, make AEW a shit ton of money. This is the true day of reckoning. Because when they come to the table... You know, they could say, yeah, no, I know you guys pay, you know, $250 million a year for, for these guys, but look what we did head-to-head with them, and we cost a little less than $250 million, but offer the same product and the same and, 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 and better in the Devils and that sort of stuff. That's what they did is they got to the table there. They, they went for the challenge. They lost, and all that they did after all this. If you don't – this is in – this is in a Chris Arrington and, and Tony Khan and all the people at AEW. This is in a notebook. It's in a dossier, Joe. It's in a briefcase. It's in something. This they just gave them a slide on their fucking presentation to the networks. Handed them a slide to help them make a shit ton of money the next time they're negotiating their TV deal. And potentially lost over to be a lot of money when they're negotiating their TV deal. And those guys in that network can say, well, wait a minute. We just had a presentation from AEW, and didn't they beat you guys in the demo? And they, you know, yeah, yeah, like that's what they did. So yeah, it, it's anybody with a brain knows this is not. This was a bad, bad, bad week. This was a disaster. Of a this week. was an utter disaster. And if you don't think it's viewed as an utter disaster internally, you just don't know what you're talking about. It was a disaster. They stacked the deck as hard as they possibly could. And these were the results. Well, I think what's important to distinct, and we talked about it last week, is that Rampage was just a plain old Rampage, man. Just there was a, nothing. They didn't change shit. Now, if that you want to say the, the YouTube thing that they they stacked up the buy-in or whatever, they did. They they probably did, and that probably played some factor into it, which again was a smart thing to do. They didn't they didn't blow any matches that were going to be like big draws down the line. Minoru Suzuki and Daniel Bryan wasn't or, or Brian Danielson wasn't going to be something that was going to you know draw a, a, a big pay per view audience down the line or whatever. They, what they gave away wasn't. Too much. They didn't give away, like you said, not what SmackDown gave away. SmackDown gave away a lot more, but AEW just went to the table with a plain ass rampage. Once, once the YouTube buy-in thing was done, it was just a regular old Friday night rampage. And this is the numbers they got. This is the competitor that they were on this night, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and that just go, you know, and and SmackDown did everything in their power to win, and and they and I mean, barely won in total viewers and lost where it counted. Yeah, and and that's that's humiliating. And, you know, it, it's it's just such a horrible look. And, you know, they're annoyed about it. And it's uh, – and did you see the little thing? I didn't even pick up on this. I forgot where I read it. But um, the Tay Conti-Santana-Garrett match on the, on the YouTube buy-in, do you know why he booked that? Because it was the first match against AEW, right? NXT. The first, it was the first NXT quarter that beat – yeah, AEW's quarter. So that was kind of like a little fuck you. Like now they both work for me. 
I mean, that is just <laughs> it's, it's message border day. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's bringing up an old quote to to dunk on you. You know what I mean? Yes. In, in message board, bringing up a six year old post, you know, yeah. to reply to it and go, ah, <laughs> what about this? You know, so real DVDR stuff right there. So yeah, so I wrote this scathing piece behind the paywall. It is um, let me grab the uh, the title where I break all of this down, and I, I really. I spare no victims in this piece that I wrote. Um, why can't I find it? It is titled, I want to get it right. Um, An Anatomy of 30 Minutes, the Utterly Embarrassing WWE Friday Night Self-Own. You can read that. Self-Own sounds like cell phone. Right? When you say it? A little bit. Self-Own. Self- yeah, self-own. Self-own is what you're trying to say here. But yeah, it does come yeah. come across kind of quick. Now, normally our writing is on the $10 tier, but I put this on the $5 tier because I was, uh, I was especially proud of the ethering that I gave uh, the dum-dums over at WWE for this because it, they, they really they didn't have to do this. They really didn't. And they set themselves up for this, and they got completely embarrassed. And um, to me, this is more embarrassing than dynamite beating raw a couple of times in the demo last month this is more embarrassing than dynamite beating nxt so badly that they basically blew up the brand i mean they beat nxt so badly that vince mcmahon flew to florida fired half the roster uh demoted triple h tore the show apart and rebuilt it in a completely different image that's how badly they beat nxt head to head and i think this is more embarrassing than that um you know, this is more embarrassing than beating WWE head to head in New York, not once but twice, as they're beating their ass in the new building in in Long Island now too. As AEW just has completely taken over WWE's uh, home base of New York, but I really believe that this head to head Friday deal, this was the true day of reckoning, and I think that this this is has the, huge ramifications. Those other ones are fun little like, it's, oh man, wow, this this is going to cost one company a lot of money and make another company a lot of money. And, 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 you know, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but you are, and you're probably going to get an angry DM from the big guy, but it was his B show. It was AEW's B show with apologies to TK that, uh, cause it's your B show that, that did this to SmackDown and they came for them like, mm-hmm. and stacked and completely stacked the deck. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it wasn't like because we we talked about that with NXT. Like there was a while where the NXT AEW thing was like our impression of it, our read on it was that 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 Vince saw, thought so little, or, or WWE maybe it wasn't Vince himself, but WWE thought so little of 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 AEW when they first started that they said, ah, yeah, put them against NXT. That's fine. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like we'll beat yeah. NXT. Like they're, they're, you know NXT will beat the hell out of them. Or was, they thought NXT would take away enough viewers to where AEW wouldn't be able to get right, right. But they didn't they didn't bring their A game. And like NXT really wasn't like crazy yeah. stacked from the beginning. I mean, there was some little stuff no. they did here and there, but it was essentially just, hey, do your normal thing. We'll beat their ass. It's fine. You know, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> and then, you know, like you said, then the reaction was, oh, fuck, everything got blown up and everything got destroyed, all that sort of stuff. So it, it, it's, you know, they, before they took them, they did not take them lightly here. WWE <laughs> did not take AEW lightly. Quite the contrary, quite the opposite. They realized how important it was to beat their ass and how important it was to, to, to show out and and destroy them with, with with Sasha and Becky and Brock and Roman and all those sort of guys. They're top dogs, all the people, and it didn't happen. And that's got to be. I mean, that's that's a big big moment 
in this entire wrestling war. And I think a lot of people, you know, the news cycle has kind of moved on from it, but but you should not. This this is a big day. This was a huge day in, in, in this in this wrestling war because because well, what would what would a normal SmackDown that wasn't specifically loaded up to compete? How would that do against? rampage yeah i mean I you know. have to remember how loaded and stacked it was yeah you know because i think internally wwe understood that they were going to be facing a huge embarrassment if they didn't do something because i think internally they understood that they were probably going to lose and there might actually be a bit of a sense of relief that they were able to tie i mean i think that they probably thought they were going to just wipe the floor with them because of how much they stacked it but I think they also realized that if they hadn't done that, they, they, that they know they would have lost. I think they know it. And I think they understand now that there is a serious fight here for uh, being the market leader, at least in terms of the consumer metrics. Right. And that's good. That's good for all of us. It's good for all wrestling fans. Cause, cause... Well, yeah, look, you just got the stacks. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like, so anybody, because it's, it's funny. Cause you get in these little wars and these little piffy, like, Oh, don't even say it. And it's like, ultimately like, this is really good for everybody. It should, it should. Anytime this has happened, WWE usually gets really, really good. I don't know if that's going to happen this time. I have no clue. I have no idea, but you should be very happy because it's got them aware of it. It's got them noticing it. And yeah, you just got a loaded ass, a great episode, a loaded ass episode of SmackDown with a really good match and a big time moment, and all that sort of stuff. And they're they're not gonna just, I mean, they they know this. I mean, they, they it, this it's a war now. You know what I mean? It's a full blown war now, and it, and 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 they can't just pretend like this is a little startup that's gonna go away a little bit, and they can just kind of smack down, like, or lack of a better term, just kind of smack down a little bit. Like they can't do that. You know what I mean? Like they they they're here to stay. And this war, I mean, they they just got. The, one of the biggest counter punches they've gotten in this entire war. And it's, it's crazy, man. Well, they keep tripping over their own dick. Like they counter programmed dynamite yeah. and they got fucking destroyed. They booked MSG after AEW booked Arthur Ashe and they got destroyed. They counter programmed the first half hour of this rampage and they got beat. Like they're doing this. To, these are all cell phones, right? And, and and we also like you know internally there's always a discussion too that like Vince's idea and and this is you know just kind of rumors and stuff that we've heard. But like Vince's idea was to you know and I think even I mean if you kind of address what he said at one of the conference calls, it's pretty close to it. But his his basic idea was hey let these guys go and let them all sign with WWE or AEW because they're gonna bankrupt themselves just signing all these guys. And AEW kind of just signed like the dudes that they wanted to sign, pushed them as big stars. And then signed a bunch of the lower tier guys and made them big stars too. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not exactly going to plan as they thought. I think that they maybe had this idea. Ah, yeah, let Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt go or whatever. They'll sign them for two million dollars or whatever. And 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 Tony's went, no, we want Malachi Black and we want this guy and that guy or whatever. Yeah, we'll take Danielson and Punk because of course you're going to take Danielson and Punk. But we'll take some fringe guys as well. Adam Cole, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, Alistair Black, you know, we'll turn him into something like that. That's you know that that's another counterpunch to it. Again, like. Like you said, every sort of move that WWE is trying here is is either getting you know counterpunched by AEW or it's just it's just not landing. The punch is just not landing, and and they're kind of running out of moves here. It's just a better show, Rich. I mean, it's really that simple. It's just a better show, and it's been that. I mean, every wrestling war usually comes down to that. I mean, there's some stuff that you can do. You know, there's some nefarious things you can do here and there, but largely, it's you know, he who has the better show usually ends up you know winning the war for a little bit. Raw just did their lowest uh, number ever in the 18 to 49 ever. 
stiff sports competition. Sports I get it. is they, not going away, guys. Yeah, if if, if that's yeah. one thing to learn about this year, last year sports went away. You know what I mean? Sports were terrible. Everybody looked at the numbers of sports, and went, "Oh my god." Nobody's watching sports anymore. Uh, sports have gotten too political, so that's why no one's watching it. Or people are doing this, or people are doing that. No, nah, they just didn't like watching sports in front of no crowds. NBA yeah. doing huge numbers. NFL doing huge numbers. MLB doing MLB gigantic playoffs. numbers. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, the MLB playoffs. Good Lord. Baseball is not dead, folks. Baseball is yeah. alive. It's uh, doing okay. And, and you know, the thing is, if, if anyone paid attention, and we said this for years, if you paid attention to local ratings for baseball, you would know that this idea that baseball is dying was nonsense. It's just more of a localized sport. Right, people don't watch the ESPN Wednesday night game as much as they right. watch their hometown team. Right, Because exactly. I don't give a shit really about... NBA, NBA is pretty much like... Am NBA I watching the Clippers and the teams. Warriors on my phone right now? I am, Joe. I am absolutely yeah. watching that. But like, you know, am I going to dig into fucking, you know, Brewers, Diamondbacks on Wednesday night? You know, base? no. I, they, no they, even, yeah, like I... Uh, Sometimes, baseball, but not usually. Baseball, yeah, baseball. Unlike the NFL and the NBA, people predominantly pay attention to their team and really don't give a fuck about anything. It, it, that's just the way baseball is. It's 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 more local. So you might have millions of people on a given night watching baseball, but it's all on the local. Um, right, they're watching the Angels on networks. their yeah on their own right. network or whatever, not watching it on ESPN. Yeah, so that Cubs Dodger game on ESPN might not do a super impressive number, but you have to understand it all around the country everybody's watching their local teams on their local RSNs. And that's, you know, so this idea that baseball was dying was, I've, I never bought into that, um, you know, but yeah. And you could see with the playoffs, there's massive interest in the MLB playoffs this year. Uh, and the NFL is having tremendous numbers. NBA is off to a good start. So my point here on Monday is this is not the first time raw has gone up against stiff sports competition, but it is the lowest number they've ever done. And, you know, they did 1.5 million viewers in the .39. That's another red flag. There's just a lot of red flags. And we've talked so often on this show about how bad WWE has been. And the chickens have to come home to roost. There has to be. Well, we're starting to see these red flags now. You know, they've got a real legitimate competitor who's the real deal. And if and here's the thing. If Friday doesn't open your eyes to that, I don't want, you know, you shouldn't listen to this show. Because you're never going to get it then. You know what I mean? Because that was like the ultimate eye-opening day of reckoning that everyone should understand. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see the news cycle go in and out so quickly of this, where I was like, dude, this is like this ramification. These ramifications are going to be years down the line. This one night is like the start of something gigantic because, yeah. I don't know if it's possible for WWE to put together a bigger television show than they did for SmackDown this week and for that last half hour. I don't know if they can do it. And they got beaten the demo by a run of the mill rampage. Yeah. With Matt Seidel and the bunny. And <laughs> all right, and I, look, CM Punk, but Rampage always has a one yeah. big match for the big <laughs> right, star. Right, right. But it wasn't CM Punk versus Brian Danielson. It was CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. It was the bunny. You know, it was it it was the same show they would have done regardless. And you couldn't have put together a bigger smackdown than they put together and they did it commercial free. And 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 if you know if it, it, it's it's humiliating. Yeah, it's it, and it's a it's a it's another red flag. There's so there's legitimate red flags now. There really are. Yeah, and there's cracks in the foundation that are are you know and and the house shows you know not every city but in a lot of these cities 
they're struggling to sell tickets now too. And that's always the one. That's the one McMahon pays attention to. The house shows. His theory has always been the house shows tell you whether what you're doing or not is working. Not necessarily the people in the buildings because they're there and they're excited and they bought their ticket. And you can't always go by that. But how many people are there? Mm -hmm. That's the key. And, you know, they're getting they're, – they're, you know, AEW is wiping the floor with them in a lot of these big cities. And that has that's another red flag. It's, the, it's just a better show. WWE is putting out lousy shows. Yeah, and you can trust and, and, you can trust AEW on a weekly basis more, and, and yes. we're seeing that in the audience. We're seeing that in the people, what people are watching, and, and it's not unlike what WCW is doing. I mean, when eventually people just kind of said, "Look, I trust every single week that WCW is going to give me something that I'm going to like." This 96, 90, late 96, 97, people just trusted that. Hey, on a weekly to week basis, WCW is giving me a decent show. So I'm going to watch them. And, that, and that's what AEW is doing. People are, are, the card doesn't matter. And that, when you can do that, when you can just say, hey, look, here's what we're going to present on this show. But it's, a, you know, and people are not, I don't think people are watching AEW for Matt Seidel versus CM Punk. Like you said, people are just watching because it's AEW. And every single week they watch AEW and they trust enough that AEW is going to give them a good show. And that, when you can get into that position, that's when you're doing it. And WWE has not been in that position for a very, very long time. They have, have for I mean, for a long portion of this show, have relied on this is the big match, this is the big comeback, this is the big moment, this is what we're doing. Uh, it's raw, it's retro raw, it's it's raw twenty five, it's it's a draft, it's a you know the the season premiere of raw. It's the season, they've done all those little things. Hey, Hulk Hogan's coming back. Uh, hey, Goldberg's coming back. Hey, uh, this guy's coming back. Hey, Brock's coming. Like they've always done these little patchwork piecemeal things or whatever, and they've worked. They did work. They used to work very very well. They're not working anymore. People are done with that. People understand what the, what the score is, and that's a big deal because they they're you know not making stars for the last ten years is biting them in the ass, and they're going to have to get really really aggressive about pushing your biggies and about pushing your Xaviers and about pushing your Biancas and and you know they're going to have to start really getting after those people because that's the way you're going to attract new. The lifeblood of the industry has always been, always 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 been new, unfamiliar young stars. And young is always sometimes, you know, can be relative or whatever. I mean, it depends, you know, young, young in the minds of the viewer. They, they, they haven't been, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't really, you know, the youngest person in the world, but like he hadn't been pushed that level. You know what I mean? Like he hadn't been a, a star, but that's the stuff that always does it. So, you know, you can go back to the Brock Lesnar. Well, all these times you want, like eventually you're just going to have to bite the bullet and, and make those new stars. And they, they haven't done those over the last 10 years. And, and it's, it's starting to affect them. You know, the Roman it, train it, blew it, through every man, every man on yeah. the roster and now you're left with nothing. So now it's like, all right. And, and now you're left with a guy who loses head-to-head -head with the bunny yeah. in a quarter hour. Mm -hmm. And I know that's been memed to death. And that's not what I'm doing here. But you're left with a guy in Roman Reigns who who objectively lost. Yeah. And that's the guy you've away, the single guy you've pushed over the last 10 years. Harder than anyone. He objectively lost to a throwaway segment to no disrespect to, to Cherry Bomb. Okay. To, to the bunny, and he's a guy who had to be bailed out as the headliner of MSG because he could not sell 7,000 tickets. And they had to call in John Cena, a real star, to bail him out, to lie up to 14,000 tickets. Because they didn't sell 14, they sold 13 or 12. They lied up to 14,000 tickets and needed John Cena to come in to bail Roman Reigns out in MSG 
because he couldn't even get them to 7,000 sold. This is the same Roman Reigns who WWE has put on that Long Island show, which is getting their ass kicked head-to-head by the AEW show, Dynamite versus Raw, days apart, same show comp, AEW higher ticket prices, by the way. Okay? They brought in Roman Reigns to try to bump up ticket sales. And about a week in, they had increased by 400 tickets. Okay? Roman Reigns, there's a lot of evidence right now that this man, who is undoubtedly over in the buildings, there's two different kinds of over in pro wrestling. We talk about this all the time. There's being over in the buildings. He's got that check mark. He's got that. He's very clearly over in the buildings. People who like WWE are into Roman Reigns. There's no question. But the other kind of over in pro wrestling is moving the needle. Right. Fan creation, fan buy-in, tickets. self-proclaimed needle mover, okay, hasn't moved a needle in ages. Yeah, it's, it's... He just got beat by the bunny. Rough. He can't sell tickets. He, he, he doesn't move tickets. His, his, his television quarter hours are nothing special. He got beat head-to-head commercial free. And this is what you're talking about, Rich. Star creation. If you gave me one WWE match that I, if you asked me, if Vince McMahon called me and said, Joe, what do we do? I need to beat AEW head-to-head. I would tell him Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Great. I'll do it commercial free. It lost. And this is what you're talking about. And people will tell you that these are stars because WWE tells you that they're stars. But then when the rubber meets the road, we see whether they're real stars or not. Nobody in New York gives a fuck about Roman Reigns. Yeah, stars sell tickets. They just don't. People pay money to, to watch stars. They added him to that Long Island show, and it meant nothing. 400 tickets. It might be a little more by now, but the last time I checked, yeah. Let me, let me see. Let me see if I can get an update on that real quick. I'll see what, what WrestleTix has to say about it. He so. had to be bailed out of MSG. This guy's not a a, a needle moving, and he calls himself a needle mover. The balls on this guy. I know he's doing shtick and a gimmick too, but I'm sure to some degree he thinks he's a some kind of difference maker. Why? Because people bought tickets to SummerSlam and they would have bought it whether you were on the show or not? Does he really think that they wouldn't have bought those SummerSlam tickets whether he was on the show or not? It's like WrestleMania. They're going to buy the tickets anyway. I know what they didn't buy tickets to. MSG. (laughs) With your face on the marquee. And they had to make it a super show. And then bring in John Cena, a real star, to the rescue. People that aren't 60 watch the bunny instead of you. Moving needles. This guy doesn't move needles. And that's the, the point that you're making here. They have failed at star creation. And, yeah. the, and, the, and more importantly, Rich, I don't even think it's even so much that. It's that the show just isn't that good. We had, Bianca, we had uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch on that SmackDown. 
and we have Bianca Belair at the commentary table. Rich, you want to guess the finish? <laughs> oh man, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure Sasha just beat her in the middle. I mean, uh, uh, hit her with a move. Becky kicked out. Becky kicked, hit her with her move, and then Becky won one, two, three in the middle of the ring. And just yeah, Bianca at, at the commentary table. You think she got involved? <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah. I'd venture to guess she may be, uh, maybe maybe the same get involved, old yeah. shit over and over. And bad finishes and antiquated. And here's the thing. Because the AEW shows are so good, it shines more of a light on how bad the WWE shows are. Because then people say, well, wait a minute. There's competition. Yeah, you can look at it one-to-one. They give us winners and losers. And they don't give us rematches every week. And it feels different. And it moves fast. And we don't have unfunny comedy every, you know, backstage segments and the commentators don't they don't treat us like we're idiots and we don't have endless recap packages this is different this is different and yeah there's still people who prefer the way WWE presents their sure, product of course okay but you know it shines a light on on kind of the if you want to call it the unbiased viewer or just some guy who likes to watch wrestling sitting home at night flipping around there's a there's a palpable difference between the two and one show is good and one isn't. And one is growing and the other is not. So I really think that's what it comes down to more than anything. One show's good and one isn't. And one is starting to feel more and more antiquated. And it's, it's ironic because they think they're the forward-thinking ones. They think that their presentation, you know, is, is above – well, you know, we have – uh, you know, our great production value. Yeah, we have holograms. We have holograms when guys come out. There's a giant Roman Reigns CGI. So, yeah, we know what, what we're doing. They, yeah. they, giant lips and, gi- <laughs> and fucking birds flying out of Matt Riddle's feet and all of this shit. And it's like they think that – but what they don't realize is their presentation and their uh, production and their overproduced shit, like it's starting to look antiquated and bad yeah. next to this other thing. And And – and that's what I think they're going to have to catch up with and, and, and make changes. And I'm just not confident that they're going to me. I think they're, they just think that this is the right course. And I think we're in for more of these all-time record low numbers. I mean, how many times have we heard all-time record low for Raw over the last two years at various – and we just heard it again this week. Yeah. And I think it's because the show fucking stinks. Right, and yeah. Like we said, sports is is not going away. I mean, there's going to be some big time Monday night footballs coming up. NBA is going to go. To, I mean, Monday is always going to be a day. It's just, yeah, I, I, we we no sports excuses anymore for any of these shows. Like, did you know Arthur Ashe was the biggest uh, wrestling crowd in New York in like 27 years or wow. something like that? How is that not? And pe- and people would argue with me that that oh they're not humiliated by that. You're out of your fucking minds if you think Vince McMahon isn't fucking stewing over that uh, like every day of his life i forget i was i was reviewing down. i know i was reviewing something on on, on the uh the patreon forget what it was but uh, there was some long diatribe somebody was coming out and there was some long diatribe by a WWE announcer being like when you do it in new york that's what it really matters new york is the epicenter of entertainment yeah. and wrestling and all that sort of stuff and I, I think i referenced that i was just like yeah to the people arguing about joe and that uh he's not embarrassed by it here you go here's 
evidence of, of WWE just being like, well, unless you do it in New York, you haven't really done it anywhere because this is where. And another red flag because traditionally in all of entertainment, New York is seen as usually ahead of the curve yeah. on what's next. Uh, speaking of that Belmont Park, uh, UBS, UBS Arena here, this is from October yeah. 17th. So things may have dramatically changed over the last few days. I'm, I'm doubting it though. Doubt it. Uh, WWE Raw, November 29th, available tickets still 3,970. Uh, tickets distributed 3,130 out of the 7,000. Uh, they're there, so 44% capacity uh, for WWE Raw on November 29th. AEW Dynamite on December 8th. Uh, they have 2,000 tickets left. They have distributed 7,639 tickets out of the 9,699 allotted. So 79% of that building uh, for their attendance is filled out. But again, the big numbers there, AEW has sold 7,639. WWE has sold 3,130. So, And... AEW has sold more tickets than WWE is offering. Yeah. Think about that. Well, that was like sold more tickets. Dude, did you see that number in the Chase Center a couple weeks ago? I did not. Oh, what the hell was the WWE number? It was like, whoa, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, man, let me find what it was or whatever. And then, of course, there was like people that were like, you know, oh, well. You need a vaccine, or they're only doing half capacity, and then like the Warriors played a well, preseason game like the day before, and it was like sixteen thousand people up, or whatever. So six, yeah, yeah, they make it. While you're looking that up, though, back to the the, the new arena in Long Island. Um, remember, they were at like twenty eight hundred, I think, when they added Roman Reigns, or twenty seven hundred when they added Roman Reigns. So he's had no effect. I mean, they've sold like three or four hundred tickets since they've added him to the show. The other thing is they cut their ticket prices in the upper bowl in half. Yeah. They're now doing half price tickets in the upper bowl. So they added Roman Reigns. They cut the ticket prices in half, which were already cheaper than the AEW tickets. They don't care, though. It's just all coincidences, though, I'm sure. And it's and they've still only sold 3,100 tickets. Uh, 4,301 still... people in the Chase Center in San Francisco. 4,300 people yeah. in the Chase Center. and. Like you said, 16,000 in the building for the Warriors. <laughs> or what? something like that where people are like, oh, maybe they're doing half capacity. I was like, no, they literally the day before a preseason game with the Warriors, you know, sold the bitch out. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy, man. It's it's yeah. People, anybody who's not seeing this and not, you know, don't listen to those people, you know, and like, I don't know what to tell you, but like they're they're not they're not understanding what's going on here. They're not seeing the the, the huge way. Let, let, real quickly, I'm going to go over these these head to head numbers, and we'll get to our other topics and, and get out of here. Overall viewership, like you said, SmackDown did beat a uh, 800, uh, 878,000 to Rampage's six hundred and two thousand. But here are the big numbers uh, that we're going to prime focus on time here. versus ten p.m. Right, exactly. Loaded show versus the bunny. You're right. Uh, overall, eighteen to forty nine Rampage three hundred twenty eight thousand to SmackDown's two hundred eighty five thousand. Males, 18 to 49. Rampage, 225,000. SmackDown, 184,000. Females, 18 to 49. Narrow edge for Rampage, 104,000, 102,000. So, whatever. This is the head-to-head half hour, by yeah. the way. Uh, overall, 18 to, 40, uh, 18 to 34. Rampage, 122,000. SmackDown, 89,000. So, pretty good win there uh, in, in overall. Males, 18 to 34. Rampage, 69,000. SmackDown, 54,000. Females 18 to 34. It's kind of an interesting one as well. Rampage 53,000, SmackDown 36,000. I find okay, that stop. I find that one fascinating. Do, do you find it uh, uh, Sasha versus Becky? That's what I'm saying. Like that you feel like when you book Sasha versus Becky, you're booking that 18 to 34. Here is a co- you know, comparable women, strong women. You know what I mean? Like that is that but could as be we know, But as we know and we've been saying. Right. 
there's don't be fooled by Sasha stands on Twitter. It's 50 year old men plus who watch the, the WWE women. We have data that supports that. Right. And we're about to support it again. Keep going. Uh, overall, uh, 35 to 49 rampage, 206,000 smacked on 196,000 males. 35 to 49 rampage 156,000 smackdown 130,000 and then finally the two demos that smackdown did win here females 35 to 49 smackdown 166,000 to rampages 52,000 and then finally the non 18 to 49 predominantly the 50 plus smackdown 593,000 to rampages 274,000 a fucking destruction in the 50 plus there it is the habit viewers who've been watching for years and they don't have time to learn different wrestling. But again, if you don't think that that is being put in the dossier in the briefcase or whatever, when they go to the network and say, yeah, 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 they beat us in overall viewers, but look where those viewers came from. Our viewers came from 18 to 49. Are you seeking young viewers? Here's what we can do. Here's what we do. You're seeking high ad rates and yada, yada, yada. We're doing that. They are not. Yeah. And here's the data to prove it. And their viewers are only going to get older. When you sign one, when you sign either them or us to a five-year deal, their fifty-six-year-old average viewer is going to be 60, 60 fucking two by the end of that deal. Yeah, I mean that's what you go in the room with, and that's why it matters. And that's not that the total viewership doesn't matter at all. Of course it does, but that's why these down card demos and these younger demos matter, and that's why when you look. On these charts, it's ranked by that and mm-hmm. not the total viewers. I, so I mean, this was uh, this was a humiliation, and Tony Khan had plenty to say. Oh, he was posting. <laughs> he was a poster on Monday for sure. That was that was message board Tony out there on Monday. He was he was adding a lot of people. So that was uh, it was fun to. Uh, you, you know, well, you know, the lap dogs and your Darren Ravels. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, they deserve it. You, you're you're. You're willingly doing someone else's PR. I mean, and, and there's a way to report stuff that gets fed to you without just looking like you're doing someone else's PR. Yeah, and that just has that has always been a problem in, in, in wrestling media, unfortunately. And and like we you and I both follow sports media and there's a Because it's not a real media. It's it's wrestling right. media is not a real media. It's it's we know what it is. Rich, I read an article yesterday by Mr. Tito. Mr. Tito wrote an article. For one of the fucking news sites, I think it was No DQ, which still exists for some reason. Okay, Mr. Tito, is this 1997? Mr. Tito's writing articles talking about how the war is over and Tony Khan blew it because he talked shit on Twitter. This is what the wrestling media is. It's people giving an outlet to Mr. Tito in in 2021. Okay. It's a bunch of guys like that who are around for the, the Monday Night War, and they can't let go of it. All these guys in their mid to late 40s, they're, you know, they're pushing 50. Uh, their idealistic vision of pro wrestling happened 25 years ago. They can't let go. They can't let go of total viewership being the be-all, end-all because they haven't evolved with time. They have this uh, fixation. Vince McMahon is a demigod to them. Okay, because that's the wrestling they grew up with. It's a lot the same uh, with these Northeastern guys that I like to talk about. I have this whole group of people from the Northeast that are in the wrestling business. They're, they're, some of them are pro wrestlers. I'm not going to name names. They get together for WWE pay-per-views to this day. None of them watch AEW. Why? It's indie shit. It's indie shit to them because they just bow at the altar. They grew up with Vince McMahon, and he's a demigod to them. 
And it's the same with a lot of these guys in the wrestling media. And that's why they frame their coverage in the best light possible. They don't like that WWE is being challenged because that's their childhood being challenged. That's what they grew up with being challenged. Okay. And there's a part of them that's sympathetic to WWE because they grew up with it and we're a part of it. And you know, it's like, we're probably guilty too for it sucking as bad as it does. Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely suck. We absolutely, no, there's no doubt. Did you listen to the first hour of this show? We suck a lot. I've never called myself a journalist or considered myself a journalist. You've never used that term to describe yourself. No, I just give opinions, man. I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> we were talking about WWE versus uh, Rich, Mr. Tito. Mr. Rich. Tito. I, I don't even know if I know who Mr. Tito is. He's back from the Scott Keith fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. Same dude. Christopher All right. Christopher Van Winkle. What was that guy's name? Uh, fucking. CR, you talking about guy. CRV? CRV? Yeah. Christopher Robin Zimmerman and. and or CRZ. Scott CRZ. Nakera. That's right. Yeah, yeah. CRZ. Well, that, that's where Mr. Tito. We're. Mr. Tito is writing about wrestling in 2021. Well, I still care what Raja. Someone like that an outlet. I still care what Raja has to say about stuff. So we'll see. Okay, why are we doing this? This is what wrestling media is. So maybe Tony Khan shouldn't talk shit. Maybe he shouldn't waste time with them because they're all a bunch of mouth breathing idiots. I mean, why why respond to people that don't know what they're talking about and are just going to be lap dogs for the PR emails they get every Saturday? I mean, why bother? We're getting a little low here, so let's uh, let's click. Uh, let's talk about uh, you. You ch- jumped in with a little bit of Crown Jewel right this morning. I uh, I only watched a little bit of it here and there. Uh, overall thoughts on on the Crown Jewel show from this uh, this morning. Rich is uncomfortable now. Rich is uncomfortable. <laughs> well, uh, we're getting, we got twenty minutes left. I want to get to Impact. We I don't have any do strong Tony, thoughts on we were, Mr. We were, Tito as much as you. We were going to so. do this Tony Khan Eric Bischoff thing, and yeah, I, I don't want to give. I don't want to give. Yeah. Fine. Let me say quickly about that. You nailed it when you called Eric Bischoff. Okay, an all-time fraud. That's exactly what he is. I don't know what Bischoff's doing out there, okay, calling out Tony Khan for talking shit. And Tony Khan let him have it. I'm busted open. And every point that Tony Khan made was correct. Here's what Bischoff is doing. He must need some downloads for that shit podcast that he does where he can't remember anything. When it's bad, he can't remember anything. When it's something good, all of a sudden he remembers, but then he gets all the facts wrong anyway. And he must be running out of weeks to talk about. Okay, what's the name of that? 83 weeks? 83 weeks okay. is the name of that. He must be on like week 78 or 79, and he must be running out of material because here he out here, he's clearly just trying to drum up because it's the same people that listen to his show that I just talked about. It's these older aging wrestling fans who liked it the way it used to be because it's a comfort listen for them. It's a comfort listen because they don't like modern wrestling, and Eric is playing to that crowd because he knows they don't like AEW. Okay, he's doing the cornet grift now. This is what he's doing. And 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 of course Tony Khan responded to him and made all valid points, but he really shouldn't waste his time with them because that's what Bischoff is doing. And if this is all some kind of work between the two of them, I think less of Tony for that. Because he is above that. This is beneath him to do this sort of thing with Eric Bischoff. And I don't think that's the case, but there's some people who do. Eric Bischoff had a chance at modern wrestling, and they fired him from SmackDown. He didn't even last six months. So he he, should, he can't say a word to Tony Khan, okay, who actually understands modern wrestling and is doing a show that's growing. Eric Bischoff didn't last six months with SmackDown. And he was hired as a gimmick to begin with, and he couldn't even last six months because he's lost, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And he had 18 months of success in a 35-year career. So I can't take Eric Bischoff seriously. Give me a break. 
He's doing a gimmick. And unfortunately, there's money in that. All right, what do we got left here? Uh, Crown Jewel, if you want to get into it real quick. I, I, didn't, I don't have any super, super strong thoughts about Crown Jewel. I watched, uh, I watched little matches here and there. I wasn't able to watch all of it uh, today. But uh, uh, quick, quick pithy thoughts on Crown Jewel so we can get to Bound for Glory here before we get out. Crown Jewel. Fired up, Rich. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, so we'll have to get you down here. We got twenty, we got fifty minutes to get out of here. So yeah, what do you got? This was the best Saudi show they've done. I thought that uh, on on all of the other Saudi shows, the crew basically mails it in, and you could tell they don't want to be there. Yeah, and they want to get the fuck out of Dodge as fast as they can. I thought everybody worked hard on this show. Everything that I saw was good. I was kind of surprised. I, I jumped in little parts here and there. We'll, we'll we'll talk about a few of the matches, but yeah, I thought all the work that I saw was really really good. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it uh, this was nothing like the other Saudi shows, which were all some of the worst shows you'll ever see. I mean, they were just horrendously awful shows. This was not that. Everybody worked hard. Um, I guess I should. Uh, I, I got the card here real quick, so I'll I'll lead you down through this. Uh, and, and the cr- I want to say this too. I thought this was the best crowd, Saudi crowd, to date as well. Yeah, they so I was going to bring that up. Even. That is in my notes. This was a crowd that seemed to care about. The wrestlers seemed to care about what was going on. Like they didn't always go; they didn't, they weren't always in line with what WWE wanted them to be in line with. Like a lot of them were, you know, more cheering Drew McIntyre than than, than Big E. But you know, Xavier. A lot of them were all in on Xavier Woods versus Finn Balor. A lot of them were all in on Goldberg versus Lashley. Like, but they were excited. Like they seemed to care, and they see where a lot of times those shows are just kind of like they'll pop for a few of the guys that they knew, or they pop for a few of the stuff. These felt like fans that that cared and wanted to be there and and, and cared about the the, the wrestlers. So I was kind of surprised by that. It was kind of cool to 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 do to see that. So yeah, you didn't have like your dignitaries sitting there on couches mulling. No, it was just like attention. fans. It was, it was a lot of young. Fans. It was a lot of like young teenagers yeah. and young kids or whatever. So yeah, and it, and it came across on the show too. It sounded like one of the hottest WWE shows of the year with the way this crowd no, was. It, so. it, no, it was a great crowd. Um, the best Saudi crowd, and and it, maybe the wrestlers fed off of that too because I thought everybody works hard, especially considering the level of work we usually get on these shows. So. Uh, so I did not see this, but uh, real quickly, Edge, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. I've heard, uh, really I've heard good. good things so far. Yeah, okay. So I will check that one out. I've heard nothing but good it, things about it. It got a little melodramatic towards the end, um, but for the most part, it was really good. And it was a match that I really wanted to hate a lot because I'm really sick of Edge. He did another uh, chair in the ring spotlight promo on mm. SmackDown. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins but, brought him to this point, brought him to this area. Now he's got to do this. You know, he doesn't want to do this. And brought and, here. And and and, 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 and Seth, <laughs> I am going to destroy your soul. And his face shakes, and he's yeah. just such a cornball, and I can't. Take <laughs> it's it. tough. Yeah. And um, but but I really wanted to hate the match, but I couldn't. It was really good. A little okay, melodramatic cool. at the end. But, yeah, but which um, is which is to be expected for sure. With the with the edge two, wins but. clean the the fucking curb stomp into the chair, and then um, it, they, the, the 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 way the announcers were talking is the feud is going to be over. Um, all right, so then we'll move on here. Uh, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. I did not see this one either. Mansoor gets the gets the big win in his uh, his home country, so good for him. Mansoor with the dub. We all yeah. saw that coming. Yeah, so. that was... Yeah, that it, was, was, it was, you know, it was a good... It was a second-hour Raw match. It was yeah. fine. Uh, I'm, I was led to believe some random person came down and beat up Ali. Okay, I, I'm... I should have put it in my notes. It was like it's, some karate guy or something, right? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, Saudi Arabian Olympian. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right. All right. 
so he was like a national hero and he when he took off the 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 gimmick the mask or whatever he um the the crowd went crazy okay so everybody knew who he was and stuff so yeah and then he gave a karate kick to fucking ali and left him laying (laughs) So, okay, that's... he's a karate guy. He's yeah, a karate guy. yeah. Well, I... as Michael Cole said, a karate player. Karate so... player. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I don't know if he meddled or anything, but I know he he was. Uh, okay. They were okay. Singing, uh... All right. And, and it was funny because the announcers acted like we should have recognized him. That's too. what I mean. Like, I, I'm glad the fans there recognize it, but yeah, I don't know that. Like, I know all my. I don't know my karate players, Joe. So I'm uh, I'm down I, on my. Uh... Unless it's Bruce Lee. I don't know any <laughs> I know one players. karate player. Okay. That's the karate uh, player. I know Glacier and uh, Bruce Lee are the only yeah. karate players that I know. So. Steven Seagal and Anderson. <laughs> <Jones>. <laughs> right, right. I don't know too many others. So, uh, RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle uh, defeated AJ Styles and Omos. Yeah, just a, it was a raw match. It was fine. Queen of the Ring Tournament Finals. The, or Sorry, the Queen's Crown. I'm sorry, the Queen's Crown uh, Tournament Finals. Zelina Vega defeats Dewdrop to uh, become the Queen of the Ring. Queen's yeah, I mean, win the Queen's Zelina, crown. I don't know. So, Zelina Vega just stinks. I mean, you know, Dewdrop is fine. The gimmick is horrible, but she can wrestle a little. Zelina Vega is just not a good pro wrestler. So, you know, it, it's the best you're going to get out of her. Uh, I also saw here this uh, this match went five minutes and fifty five seconds. I think the total time for this entire Queen's crown was what like under thirty minutes or something. I think it's pretty. Uh... Pretty wild, but uh, this is when I jumped into the the show. Then I watched pretty much everything else after this. Goldberg defeated Bobby Lashley. No holds barred. Falls count anywhere. Eleven minutes. This was uh, kind of fun. I kind of enjoyed this match. No, no. Listen, I, we're probably going to get buried again. But I, I thought I liked <laughs> Goldberg it. I rules. Goldberg's great. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, Goldberg and Brock rule, and I like when those guys are on these shows. So. Like, I really think that this one was good, though. Like, I could see... No, 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 no. This was a good match. I swear to God, this was a good match. I swear. It was good. It was two big dudes, two big hosses, just doing big shit to each other. It it fucking rolled. Yeah, this was great. They're telling us in the chat room that that guy won the silver medal. Oh, there you go. Well, good for him. That's a big moment, then. Good. Legitimate karate player. (laughs) An all-time great Saudi Arabian karate player. So, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, watch Goldberg Lashley. That match fucking rocked, man. You know what sucks about winning a silver medal in a combat sport? That means you lost your last fight in the Olympic. Like, the bronze medalist wins his last fight, right? Because it's like... Right, yeah, you got to go to the podium with, like, a, a, a busted lip or whatever, you know? With an L. Like, you're coming yeah. off an L. Like, the gold medal winner won, the bronze medal winner won, you lost. Like, that's <laughs> what sucks about being the silver medalist. Uh, Xavier Woods defeated Finn Balor to become the king of the ring. I thought this match was really good. These guys worked their asses off in this match. Xavier in, in particular, I have not seen him work like this in, in a long, long time. And this, uh, I don't exactly know why, but this seems to be very important for him to win this king of the ring and good for him. I mean, hey, it was the right call to make. I was so worried. I was, you know, WWE. We, yeah. we have watched WWE our entire lives. And I was so worried that with all the buildup to Xavier Woods being like, hey, I want to win king of the ring or this has been my life dream or this is something I really care about. I thought with all that buildup, and all that intrigue and all that sort of stuff that they would just go, ha, 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 heat, and Finn Balor would beat him. But no, they just had Xavier Woods win, which was the great, it was perfectly what it should have been. And it was a good moment and a cool moment. And he's a guy who I think will, will, will do some pretty fun stuff with this King of the Ring. So I'm perfectly fine with that result. I thought this match way over-delivered what I thought it was going to be, too. I thought they, they busted their ass in this match, too, so. Yeah, I don't know if he's working, but it, he sure convinced people that it was important to him. Yeah, and which is cool. Pro- yeah. And that's what pro wrestling is all about. Yeah, everything so, should be important to every uh, – no matter what title you're going for, no matter what. It was the thing that we always got mad about with Tetsuya Naito in the Intercontinental title. 
all yeah. those many years ago is that why do I care about the title if you don't care about the title? And and right. and Xavier Woods kept saying, hey, look, I care about this King of the Ring. And maybe it was a little dorky at first. You're like, oh, who cares about the King of the Ring? But you were like, fuck, this guy really cares about the King of the Ring, and I hope he wins this match because, man, he wants to put that crown on. Yeah. And then he beat Finn Balor, and he put the crown on, and it was like, oh, wrestling. <laughs> like Wrestling could be fun if you just do it, you know? So that was cool. That was really good stuff here. Uh, Big E, Drew McIntyre, another match that I thought guys just worked their asses off during this match too. This was really good here. Big E and Drew McIntyre. Just you didn't watch the like you watched the whole show. I thought you like you uh, the last like, half right, of the show. I just didn't watch Zelina Vega and Dewdrop or Mansoor versus Ali, but I watched everything else. Yeah, um, yeah, they did work hard. I think though that this was like the prototypical WWE World Title. Main yeah, event this style this was match. like your pay per view like, WWE main event or whatever, which yeah. is a style that like. It's good. Like they, they've got it down to a science now at this point. It's like always good, but sometimes leaves you a little empty. And I, I would say at parts I was a little empty in this match, but I thought, you know, for everything that they did, it was it, it was good. And they did seem to work a little hard, uh, you know, pretty hard in it. But yeah, it is kind of it did, it did fit the template to it to to a little bit. But Biggie got the win there. So again, these are guys that like if they're really going to get serious about this, Biggie is a guy you have to push. The rest of the year, you need to push Biggie. This can't be a a, okay, well, Bobby Lashley lost this match. Now he can go back and win the title like this. That's a dude you got to push. You know, Xavier's a guy you got to push. Like, because it's it's go time now, the rest of this year for WWE if they're going to build these new stars and get things going. So, uh, unfortunately, triple threat match, WWE SmackDown Women's title. Uh, Becky Lynch defeats Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I thought this was... I wanted to like this match a little bit more, but it was it's a triple threat, so obviously that always kind of limits my my intrigue. Uh, no matter what, it doesn't matter who's in a triple threat match. I'm always a little less intrigued than a, than a singles match. But uh, this was a little clunky at times. There was a, there was parts of this match that I really really liked, but I thought there was a lot of it that was a little clunky and uneven. And then you know you had the finish where Becky Lynch you know rolls up. Uh, I forget she rolled up Bianca, correct? Yeah, and it held the rope. And then no, held she the rope. rolled up Sasha. Oh, she okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. It was after it was, they all look these. They, I hated this. I thought it stunk. I hate this whole like four-way feud. I think it's all just bad. This is the worst of WWE. They never book these situations well because they're trying to book all four of these women equally. And that just doesn't fucking fly. Someone has to just – no one can just win these matches. Right, it right. Always, someone has to have an out. Someone has to have interfered. Someone has to have held the rope. It's boring drivel. I hate it. And they never book these situations well because they're afraid to put anybody over somebody else. And, you know, and, and that's the problem here. So and I thought the match was sloppy, too. You know, Becky, I think, is still shaking the rust off and she's not a great wrestler to begin with. So I, I don't know. I just didn't like any of this. I hate this whole story. I hate the whole four way feud. I hate the triple threat matches. Yeah. This, was just, this was junk. It stunk. I didn't like it at all. Um. So people in the chat room were letting us know too about the uh, the Saudi karate uh, athlete yeah. or what was it karate player. Karate. Player. Uh, so he lost his last fight, but if you remember this, he got DQ'd because he knocked a guy out. Why is that a DQ? I'm I don't know. To kicking too much out. ass. It's a classic WWE kicking too much ass thing. So. I don't know anything about like Olympic karate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't so. know enough either. So sounds like he should have the gold medal. It sounds yeah. like yeah, he, he kicked a lot of ass, so he should have won the gold medal. So. Sounds like he should have snatched that medal off the guy that was knocked out and and hightailed it out. <laughs> if I know him, anything about you know? combat sports, yeah, that's what he should have done. So yeah, but uh, alas, he did he did not do that. So um, all right, now this. My backup mouse isn't working anymore. Oh, uh, then the main event was uh, Roman and, and, and Brock, which. Um, yeah. So the big thing was Paul Heyman tossed the belt. The referee was knocked out. Brock was out. Roman was out. 
Heyman threw the belt right in between Brock and Roman. And Symbolism. Said, you know, so you still don't know whose side he's on yeah. and all this. And you're supposed to think that he's playing both sides and just siding himself. I hate this story. I, I think Paul Heyman's overacting. This is the worst work he's done in his entire career. I find it so off-putting and awful. His yeah, dumb, bug-eyed looks. Makes and, big eyes while and, Roman talks story. Yeah. And is my 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 tribal chief. My my, my like act it's just I, it's so over the top and corny and just I, I don't like it at all. Um it, but the way the finish came across is that it doesn't look like Brock is done because it looked like he was kind of like felt like he got robbed and he yeah. was seething. Brock looked so. great, by the way. How great did Brock? I mean, yeah, he, he did. He looked great. He always he's comes to work. Shredded. He's got yeah, the beard. He's, he's yeah. He's he's ready to go. He always comes to work. <laughs> he's enti- yeah, you, you catch that check. That. Brock's yeah. coming to work. So yep. Uh, so that was Crown Jewel. Um, some good, some bad, some I didn't see, but. Uh, and there was a karate athlete on there, karate player. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, Bound for Glory here, and then we'll get out. Uh, this weekend, Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. Uh, some pretty interesting stuff on this card. Impact World title, Christian Cage defending against Josh Alexander, which a lot of people uh, have circled as a, a potentially a big moment for Josh Alexander. Maybe he wins it. Maybe they kind of get – maybe it's not this time, but at least it gets him in the conversation, gets him started to do it. But uh, I'm very fascinated in that match. That sounds like a really, really fun match, Cage versus Alexander. Yeah, well, Josh Alexander will be in AEW before long. I think that's um, pretty much given. I think the moment he's available, Tony Khan's going to scoop him up. I think that Impact has lost a lot of steam since Kenny Omega hasn't been around. And, you know, uh, no disrespect to Christian Cage. But, yeah, this can be a uh, a great match for sure for this title here. Uh, no, I wanna, yeah. There's a chance Alexander could win, right? Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they, I, yeah. they might want to stretch it out a little bit and have Alexander work and work and work a little bit. But yeah. sometimes maybe just, you know what? Hey, if Cage is like, hey, I, you know, I wasn't really hanging, <laughs> planning on hanging around here for like, you know, three months or whatever. This might be the great opportunity to move it on to Alexander uh, and, and, and get his reign uh, started as well. But they'll be interested in watching that match for sure. Uh, knockouts title, Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James. Kind of interested in that one as well. Kind of bleeding in uh, from some you know, stories from some other companies and all this sort of stuff. They're they're brawling in horse pens and shit, and uh, it should be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Impact Digital Media Championship, Joe. I know you've been uh, on, on eggshells waiting to see what happens with this Impact Digital Media Championship. John Schuyler, Crazy Steve, your boy, Crazy Steve, Falaba, Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, and Tennille Dashwood battling for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Yeah, this is intergender shit. I don't, I don't care. It's kind of junky, too. And the, and the people that are in there, too, are just kind of... Yeah. Here's the thing. You got nothing else for Jordan Grace. Like, this feels like a wait. I mean, you read some of those other names, and you're like, you got nothing else for Jordan Grace? Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I have less than zero interest in any yeah, of this. I, don't, I, I just don't, don't care. Uh, call your shot gauntlet match. Uh, call your shot gauntlet match. Rich Swan, Brian Myers, Moose, W. Morrissey, Chris Saban, and 15 other competitors. All righty, then. I don't know where Impact's going to find 15 more people, but hey, good for them. So Tired of briefcases. Tired of calling your shot. Just I'm, I'm tired of all of that, but uh, I don't know. We'll see who... Comes away with uh, calling their shots. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for the X Division title, they're doing they're doing this triple threat match here, three way dance: Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin, and El Fantasmo. Now, they're, if you've been watching the build to this, Steve Macklin's been cutting some really good promos. He's been kind of interesting. Uh, El Fantasmo is obviously a guy that we both love. Trey Miguel, I love in the ring, uh, so it's pretty fun. I just you know obviously don't love the the, the three way dance aspect of this match, but I think this is going to be pretty fun for the most part. But it's just. Uh, it, I, I I'm biased. I just I I don't like 
Freeway dances. So I, I hate someone in the Discord pitched a really good idea. They said that Phantasmo should win, and then Impact should get the X Division title on a Wrestle Kingdom show. Yeah, sounds great. So that's uh, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect opportunity for that for sure. And it's not a title that that like is essential to the company right now, especially if they're they're starting this digital media championship and you got the Knockouts title and the World title. There's there's enough to do. Uh, where you might not need that for for a little bit if, if Phantasmo, if he truly is going back. But if even if he's hanging around for a little bit, you can use him for you know the next couple months uh, and then put him on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he's so. one of these guys that New Japan is just trying to get work any way they yeah, can. Yeah, which is so, so if you're Impact, make the most of that. So yeah, I, I would. He seems like the one I would definitely probably want to put the title on, and he's he's got great social media game too. So I think he he he's definitely the person I would probably give it to. Uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Titles. You got Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary versus the II Inspiration here, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. I mean, I think it was a good idea to sign them. It was obvious that AEW didn't really have any interest because if they did, they would be there. But I think it's um, a really good move for Impact. Oh, great move. Great move for Impact. For sure. Impact and ROH both should, should, should have tried to get them as quick as they could. So I'm good. Yeah, and I'm Impact glad. got them, and, and I think it's a good sign. I mean, I have... No interest in this match, but it. I think it's a good signing for. Yeah. Impact. Oh, they have. They have that aura. You know what I mean. They have an aura around them. They. They have. They have their fans. They. I mean, this is. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. a good move to do. I mean, if who knows what the business ramifications are going to be, it's not going to you know turn impact around. But like, yeah, you get extra eyeballs on your product, no matter how you can do it. If you're impact, and 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 yeah, these people are, are you know, Cassie and, and and Jessica are both great ones to to pick up to do that. So, uh, Heath versus uh, Heath and TBA versus Violent by Design, Eric Young. <laughs> Deaner or Joe Doring? Well, we'll see who that TBA is. <laughs> it's it's probably Rhino, right? I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then finally, Impact World Tag Team Titles. Um, I think it's being decided as of right. Let me see if this actually happened because I think it was going to be decided on uh, on Impact. Uh, because there was an or, I believe somebody was challenging for yeah. the rights to do this, but I do not know. We're, we're recording this as. Impact is happening. Ah, oh, it's a three-way. Damn it! They're doing a three-way. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap! God, the fucking three. Can we stop? Doing <laughs> stop. All right. So it was supposed to be either Finn Juice or the Bullet Club, but now it's the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson defending the Impact World Tag Team Titles against Finn Juice and also against Chris Bay and Hikaleo, or Hikaleo, the Bullet Club contingency. So, well, all right. There you go. So that's that's bound for glory. Not the most exciting block for glory they've ever done, but uh, uh, Christian and Josh Alexander, I'm into. Deanna Perazzo and Mickey James, I'm into. That's in front of fans. Yeah, it's in front of fans, and I'm I'm interested in the Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin, El Fantasmo too, because I think Fantasmo is pretty fun. Uh, a lot of the other stuff, eh, not so much, but uh, you know, it's impact these days, so you, you got to take what you can get. But yeah, a few of the matches sound pretty good, but uh, we'll have a bunch of stuff up at uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com. Andrew Sinclair is going to do some uh, reviews and previews of all that sort of stuff. So, anyway, that is Mount for Glory, and that is it for the flagship podcast. So, uh, Joe, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling if you want additional content from us. You got there is as, so much fucking content. There's there. a lot, and I got a lot more coming up this weekend as well. So, yeah, tell people what they can get there at patreon.com. Oh, my God. Well, you can re- recap all 18 nights of the G1. <laughs> Including it was a show or whatever. <laughs> if, you yeah. would, if, you would, uh, if you would like to do that. No, but we have the big New Japan update with the Shibata return details and the Abushi details, stuff you're not going to get uh, really anywhere else. Details and that update, that's on the $5 tier. 
I referenced earlier that uh, that column I wrote breaking down the uh, the embarrassing Friday night uh, for WWE last Friday and going head to head with Rampage. Normally that's ten dollar content. That's on the five dollar tier as well. So uh, Rich has those NBA intelligentsias up. NFL intelligentsia comes out every week. Last week I just whiffed and forgot to do it. That's uh, not the best sell for this uh, for this paid content, but um, there will be an NFL intelligentsia this week. Match of the week each and every week, every Monday morning, a new match of the week goes up. You never know what I'm going to pull out of my archives, and then everybody has a fun time discussing the uh, the match of the week, both behind the paywall and behind our paywall rooms on our Discord. So, uh, yeah, there's just a shit ton of stuff going on. CM Punk series, uh, still ongoing as well. That, that You'll get a new episode of that hopefully this weekend. CM Punk Best in the World. Uh, also, hopefully a new episode of the Daniel Bryan series as well, going through the uh, uh, Daniel Bryan's journey in WWE between WrestleMania 28 and WrestleMania 30. You should be hopefully getting one of those. Uh, by the end of the month, you'll definitely get one. You'll definitely get a CM Punk Best in the World, or at least one or two of those uh, over the next two weeks. That's me going back and watching old, good CM Punk matches. So. So, so much going on. I mean, every day there's two or three pieces of content going up. So, yep. And these live. Yeah. You listen to the flagship live, join the no dubs chat room. Good stuff on discord too. So plenty of options for you over there. Uh, patreon.com slash voice of wrestling, or you can just go to Patreon, search the flagship and you should be able to find it, uh, uh, via that search as well. So for Joe, I'm rich. We'll talk to you next time on the flagship podcast. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.